0: This is episode number 255 of the Live Life Aggressive Show. This week's guest is a veteran pro wrestler, a plant-based athlete, an author, someone who's not afraid to speak his mind. In fact, he's probably what you may call a social media hellraiser. And last but not least, when it comes to stem cell therapy, this dude is all in. Our guest this week, the man himself, Austin Aries. And that starts right now. Let's go.
1: Let you know. Really? Yeah. Hey, sincere.
2: Hey, what's up, sincere? Are you re- not related to Hulk? Are you? Hell no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He used to be a neighbor of mine when I lived in Clearwater. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Good old Hulk. How you been, man?
2: Good, dude. You know, you know, another Groundhog's Day. feel like Bill
0: Murray. <laughs> exactly. Another day, another mask. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. <laughs>
2: You can have mine, bro. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I
0: haven't won one yet, and I'm not starting today, bro. How selfish of you.
2: I know. How
0: dare me.
2: How dare you not lower your own immune system for some hypothetical <laughs> exactly. you know, some person who may come in contact of a virus you don't even have. Well, I mean,
1: here, here's my thing with the mask that I don't understand why people can't grasp this. But I was talking to a lady at the dog park the other day, and she goes, yeah, you know, I wear the mask to, to protect others in case I have it. I'm like, okay, well, did they have a mask on too? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, look, if the mask works, then it should work two ways. So if exactly. I'm walking around without a mask on and other people are like, look, I'm worried about my compromised immune system and they have a mask on, then it shouldn't matter whether I'm wearing a mask or not.
2: But but exactly. that's not but that's not how they frame this. Um, oh, I know they don't, but it doesn't exactly. make any
1: sense. How they frame it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like saying if you wear a condom – you're protecting, you're protecting whoever you're having sex with, but, but you're not protected. Or well, better yet, just put a condom on now, so therefore you can protect everybody from catching something when you walk
0: <laughs> yeah. by them.
2: I may or may not have herpes, I've never actually gotten one on my dick, but I'm gonna wear a condom around the rest of my life, just in case I did have one. <laughs> Just well, you mean, I may have it. We don't know.
1: I, I, well, that, that's, that's what that's what you should tell your fans next time you get another dick pic. Be like, look, man, at least put a condom on that thing before you sit there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I mean, so I, am trying to. So following the logic as I get it is that really why doctors wear masks when they're pre- you're performing surgery? Why you know why why are doctors have or dentists have masks? It's not to protect them. It's so that they don't while you're exposed. They're exactly. protecting your risk. So I get the concept that I'm not really wearing a mask because it doesn't really keep me safe because if I touch and I touch my eye or I move it, I'm not right. really protecting me. But yes, if I'm sick and this is going to help me from breathing on somebody, I get the logic behind it. But there's, but the only, the only actual fact we have, the only thing we can actually quantify is cause, cause once they said, well, anybody may have it. You may be asymptomatic. So everyone may have it. Okay, so what you're telling me is you don't really know.
0: Exactly. Well, no not, one wants to say that because not, if I say not, that, then I can't be an expert. So Come you can't, <laughs> can't use
2: statistics like, oh, there was a swell in cases. Well, maybe it, means you just, maybe it means you just got to test more and we all have it. So we don't know. So we, So what we've said is we don't know. So we don't know that masks are actually helping us, but the only thing that we do know, and this is actually scientific data, is that lowering people's oxygen levels and increasing their CO2 levels for prolonged periods of time is not good for their immune system. And at a time where we have a global pandemic and a virus, I would think that the last thing you'd want to do would be to volunteer everybody to lower their immune system when they may not even be sick. And the fact that our government officials and our leaders and our experts are doing that while they're also not instructing us and in all the things we should be doing to increase our immune system, like getting the hell out of the house for 20 minutes a day, improving our diets, closing down fast food places, closing down – you know, like we're getting no leadership in this other than the leaders to actually be more sick than we were walking into this whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, plus you're wearing that mask. It's just sitting there circulating whatever germs that you have. You're not letting them get out or whatever. So, and again, you're taking them off. You're putting them on, taking them off, putting them on. So – you're not collecting germs as you're doing this whole arm and disarm of the mask over and over and over again? It's like, it's, it's, and now you're trapping whatever new crap you picked up when you put your mask on. It's like, now you've got some new stuff in here, and you've been trapped in the house for two day, for two months, so how are you going to fight against the new crap that you just picked up? And then you're just letting it circulate and go over and over and over again. Right. So it, it just it makes no sense, especially it's, when those so-called experts are also the same one that said a mask may not be necessary, but people always want to erase that clip, and that's coming from yeah. Fauci himself, but no one wants to talk right. about it.
2: Well, the the one constant in this whole thing is, is there has been no constant and there's been no, (laughs) nobody knows. I mean, listen, I'm not a Donald Trump. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. Just because I don't agree with things that the the far liberal are pushing now, somehow I I must be a Trump thumper. This guy can't complete a sentence without the end of it completely negating what he said at the beginning of it. I mean, everything he says. It's just how it goes. (laughs) Um, it's, uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty amazing. So, uh, uh, you know but yeah it's it's hard for me now to sit there and go well these are the experts well you know a guy like Fauci's been in in in, in his position for 40 years so it's been under for his watch that we've basically for now four four generations in my lifetime we've been making our people sick through processed food through fast food through heavy animal agriculture and use of in our diets through stress through soda through kids cereal through you know red number 40 through BHT through aluminum and your deodorant through fluoride in your water this is the guy that's been watching over this whole time while we've been.
0: Basically- hey, don't leave out AIDS, man. Don't leave out HIV and AIDS and from the early 80s as well. Of course. And, 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 and that botched oh, botch action that he took on us. So, so
2: now <laughs> this is the guy that's, that's the expert in, in how we should be healthy. Like, well, listen, the whole reason we're all sick from this virus is be- because of everything that's happened under your watch. It's not the virus. It's that <laughs> nobody can handle it because we're all sick, walking around sick because we've been eating Pop-Tarts and and, well, you know. <laughs> and in Hot Pockets for 30 years.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that no one's bringing, you know, no one really focuses. These doctors don't focus on the whole health aspect of it, and the personal responsibility aspect of it. Very, I've rarely seen anyone on mass media, as far as a, a medical professional say, you know what? The first thing you need to do, you know, besides put on a mask and staying locked up, is how about you actually stop eating crap? How about you actually get out and move? How about you get out and get some sun? sun get some sunshine.
2: We're we're, how about we're mandating everyone gets at least thirty minutes of sunshine
0: a day. You can oh do it. Oh God! Sponsor- now watch. They'll start, they'll to they'll get storm. out of the house and get <laughs> sun. Guess what? If people had actually, you know, if they were mandated to go out and exercise for 30 minutes, then you'll see a different batch of people storming the Capitol, <laughs> you know, but they'll be, they won't we, be armed with guns, they'll I, be armed with candy bars, you know, <laughs> give me back my Pop-Tarts. you know. Yeah, we will not come outside. How dare you? <laughs> I will not comply. <laughs> right. Oh,
2: what are you trying to do? Turn us all black? <laughs> Make us all get outside and get tanned? Is this what's really going on here? I knew it. I knew mean, this is some Obama shit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think what this is really exposed to me more than anything is is how, and even some of my smart friends are literally just byproducts of whatever television station they watch, whatever TV show yeah. they watch.
0: And that's the problem right and, there. They are watching TVs, and like, and without... The you know, tells
2: them they about this and they can't right. remove themselves and go okay well this is pro wrestling so neither exactly. side, we're working together and either side's real so let me look objectively and go what's the what are they trying to accomplish who has their hand in what cookie jar and then now it starts making sense when you start telling me to do these things that are consistent with what really should be the
0: the, the message Come on, and, awesome. and and, and, and you, you, the you're, is, you're breaking kayfabe right now man stop that
2: yeah it's <laughs> like I, i'm like i i've never felt more like an a man on the island i'm waking up every day going Holy shit, when did I, when did I end up standing next to the dude who's wearing his guns at, at, uh, Subway thinking that's America? Because somehow, if the line gets drawn in the sand and it's these people over here telling me I'm selfish if I won't get vaccinated or wear the mask, or it's this dude who's got his, is, 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 you know, armed up to go get a six foot, (laughs) um, I'm probably standing next to him right now because that's, and I'm like, I'm so, I'm like this liberal minded vegan Republican or something apparently. (laughs) Like, I don't know what the hell's going on here.
0: But somehow the fucking human with good sense is what that's called, man. That's not even and a party for that. I want,
3: well,
2: I well want
1: you don't have you don't have you don't have to buy into everything that any philosophy espouses. Anyone right. rethinking exactly. there's there's things you're going to agree with. There's things you're not going to agree with. And I think nowadays it's very yeah you, you have this. <laughs> well, you have you have this very either or this or that.
0: Yeah, everybody's everybody's like, which, they're, right. they're really down for their team right now. But and, and as long as their team is winning, as long as that team defends that one thing, you know that you know that they believe in, then that's my team, and then and forget everything else. And then you know what? If that person's on that team, then I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna side with them, even if I don't like them. I'm gonna support and everything there, and they enough, do. And
2: there's enough information and studies and statistics to always find something that will back. What I already what I already wanted to be the outcome, what what my right, confirmation is. bias
0: is real, <laughs> you, you know, know? you'll you seek it out. I mean, the algorithms do it for you every day on your computer. It, right. it tells you the people to follow. It shows suggests people because they've seen your behaviors. They've tracked sure. your behaviors and they know how to they know how to further support and push the confirmation bias, no matter which side you're coming from. And in the ver- to like further divide everyone. I, that
2: why? Way. Why do you why do you think I I have three hundred thousand followers? And I put out something that's that spits any kind of anti-mass media message, and I get about 17 likes. Because you really think only 17 <laughs> people
0: out, agreed with me? They didn't like
2: my Bill and Jeff's Excellent Adventure
0: meme. Was exactly. You know, not, that was gold. That, and besides that, and, you know, milk these nuts and not these That's Instagram <laughs>
1: in a nutshell, though. Nobody wants anything profound or deep yeah, on that's Instagram. That's put up. I I put up – but Instagram even more so than other social media. If I put up something about a Project Child Save, an organization we support that helps trafficked children, rescue trafficked children – I mean, you'll get five people that like it. No comments whatsoever. No, like, oh, man, this organization sounds <laughs> amazing. What I find for?
0: You should have done it while you <laughs> were
1: on, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <It> would, maybe <laughs> you got to sign up, too. Then I'll yeah. get a bunch of unfollows, you know, so that won't <laughs> work. <in my> <laughs> and a bunch of DMs, too, though, let's be honest. <laughs> From the same people that unfollow, that's their way of you know, covering their bases. <laughs> one final dick picture for you, sir. <laughs> <Yeah. video. laughs> Before you go, I see you're about to kick. So your account. Boom. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that that's the nature of social. I don't think anyone should be surprised when that can you get that kind of reaction on social media. That's why I just push content as in I don't push political content. I don't put out anything like that. Yeah. I just push stuff that's actually useful to my business because I don't care about – I don't want to get into arguments with people. Even if even if I did post something and we're having this little exchange, I don't want to have that exchange. No, exactly. I
3: don't I want understand. to have
1: that exchange on Instagram. If we're going to have an exchange, fine. We can do it in person. We can talk like we are right now, but I don't want to go back and forth with someone I'm never going to meet ever on Instagram or any other social media platform.
0: Honestly, I'm not in the business of trying to convince people. It's like, look, man, here's, here's something I wanted to share and do what, do with it what you will at that, you know, but I'm not going to sit and go back and forth with you and back and forth because again, it's the internet. What, what, what are we going to accomplish with this really? And especially when the, you can just look at a certain reply and know like, okay, they didn't actually come in and have a discussion. This is not about discourse. This is just being a contrarian. This is just to rile people up. This is a troll. And I'm right. not going to feed trolls. Now, I read that story when I was a kid. I know how this works out with the Billy. Go- I'm, I'm rolling with the Billy goats, man. I'm not trying to sit there and deal with the troll hanging under the bridge. So, no, nah, I'm not even going to do that. It's got better things to do. That's another
1: thing. Got better things to do than sit on the Internet and debate with people. It's it's just, Honestly, just there, there's there's better things to do than anything on social media. To be honest, <laughs> right. I mean well, even, even if you're doing even if you're doing things that you think are productive, there's methods that are way more productive than whatever you think you're doing. That's <laughs> right. I'll I'll
2: I'll share this with you guys. And uh, and sincere, you're you're a wrestling. I heard you're a wrestling fan. Yes. Yep. Okay. So 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 this this will probably have a little more meaning for you. You know, I I've spent 20 years now and when I wake up in the morning I know that, you know, I know that Dan Sowald's a pro wrestler and and that's what he does and that's what my focus and my goals are all kind of been aligned to that. The business has changed so much okay. in, you know, the social media aspect, especially also the, you know, opening the curtain up and. Yeah, the and, deep,
0: maybe I was talking about. Exactly.
2: Well, yeah. And, and for me to be quite honest, I think what I loved most about pro wrestling wasn't that we, not that it was real. It was that we portrayed it was real and like, and we want to make you believe even when we know you knew, right. you know, we know that it was, you know, when I broke in, it wasn't that anyone still thought it was real, but like our, our job was to protect the secrets. It's like, I know magic yep. isn't real, but all the magicians aren't up there just going like with a floppy saw going, I'm going to saw her in half, saw her in half. So, you know, and, and they're making a mockery of it. Right. So, right. So it's changed and everything changes. So that's, so that's fine. But I've had this, I've kind of had this, uh, I'm in this place right now and it kind of goes back to what you were talking about. I don't know that I want to continue a life where I am constantly competing for people's likes attention clicks uh, comments buys all of it you know my, my most of my life you know especially when you're when you're in this entertainment field or you become a, a public figure I don't know what number is or if that's when you get a blue check mark and then you're no longer right, right. then you're <laughs> an object um, but there's this thing to it when it's like you know, I'm watching literally all of my colleagues and it's not just in my industry, but really, you know, listen, every entertainer right now is scrambling to figure out how they're going to continue to make some money and, and yeah. generate revenue in this. So I'm not, I'm not hating on any of that. It's necessary evil. I just don't know that I have it in me to, to be constantly throwing my hat in there and go, Hey, everyone look at me though, but look at me, but wait, look over.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm, I look. I, I, you know, like it's just, it's it's just everywhere. And it's like, goddamn, I would love to do something where I, where that literally doesn't bring value to my life. It's not that there's not value there and not that I don't see it. And I think there's a part of me feels, oh, well, because you have this platform with X amount of followers and check marks that a lot of people would kill for, because it's like, it's like currency, like I, I should be leveraging that to make money. And then I wake up every day going, but do I really care about that? Like, do I give two shits? That's why I've got like 70 pilots of podcasts myself that I've never released. Like, I'm listening to them going, who the hell really wants to listen to this shit? Like, you know, like you'd be and, surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I realize they do, but I just don't know that that's where I want to double down and keep reinvesting and trying to, and you know, their needs for me, and I think, you know, Mike, and maybe you found this in, in your business model. There has to be something more fulfilling than just trying to get your attention to generate money. Like, I have to be offering something or doing something. You know, I think that's why I wrote my book. Well, I mean,
1: I'll tell you the most rewarding part of my business is when I get feedback from actual customers saying, man, this product made a huge difference for me. It made my mood better, my workouts are better, my life is better. That's the most meaningful right. thing. And I run a business and I want to make money, but I make enough money now that. I'm not highly motivated to make more money for the sake of making more money, but I would like to make more money to support causes that i'm that are important to me so that that's a motivation to make more money but also I mean, you and I talked about this Austin when we talked a couple of weeks ago. You want to have this at least I want to have this balance between having a lot of free time and the ability to do what I want to do most days, and I have that, so I'm not willing to give that up. To increase my income, but now I'm working seven days a week again, like I did when I first started my business.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's funny that you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that today. Just like looking at the so-called the sports entertainment industry today, especially right now during this pandemic. Honestly, my boy and I was talking about this. I'm actually enjoying it more that there are no fans there. At the point right now, because it seems like it seems like, you know, because right now, you know, everybody's getting laid off. Everybody's getting furloughs in any industry. No one is exempt, even in sports entertainment, even wrestling. So what I'm seeing now, it seems like. You've, you see a hunger come back for a lot of folks because they realize, like, oh, man, this cake-ass job can be taken away. It, it, anyone can get the smoke right now. You no know, mm-hmm. matter where you were before this pandemic happened, where you were, what tier you were, how much merchandise you were selling, it doesn't even matter. this. Or how long you've been with the company, what you brought to the company. I mean, you see cats like Fit Finley. You know who's a staple in this industry. You know he got cut. He, you know they let him go. This is the <laughs> guy that's training all the all the folks that are up and coming right now. You, he's a big part of a lot of the up and coming guys' careers and ladies' careers. Uh-huh. So it's like no one's exempt right now. So you start to see folks being a little bit hungrier back in the schedule for a while. It was they were getting very complacent. Some a lot of them still are. They still are, man. And they, I mean, let's just admit it. You know, you even just see some people seem like they don't even care half the time or they're not even trying.
2: Well, I mean, uh, there's so many layers to that. Yeah, that, that we could probably, I could probably talk three hours just on that aspect yeah. alone. Um, but so one thing you have to understand about perceived complaint, uh, you know, people that are being complacent um You know, there's a certain – like, to be successful in this industry, especially in certain places, Mm -hmm. you have to have a level – you have to have a certain level of of not giving a shit anymore because if you bring that passion to work every day, especially around things that you don't control creatively or when you actually perform, it's very difficult. So you have to – so when you say it's complacent, it's about – you're riding the waves, and you can't always – you know, you can't always, and, and the higher up, you know, the higher up in this industry you go, the less control you really have sometimes over what you get to do when you walk out there. You know, on the independent level, you pretty much control everything you get to do, your creative, you know, mindset and all of it. But when you start working for a place like WWE or you're on TV Corporation, yeah. and <laughs> every second and minute costs money, there's a lot of other players in that and, 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 and out of necessity, you know, and, and yeah. so, but the thing is, is that now if you're used to, you know, having this create you know I'm an artist I I create this and now you're trying to be that in an environment where you don't have any control that can that can do people in I know that was a difficult thing for me I believe part of my success is because of my creativity and so and that's what helps me stand out and when I don't stand out from maybe a physical appearance or things like that I need to I need to bring these other intangibles to the table that once they're taken away from you it's difficult so a lot of these guys then they got to figure out well this is really at the end of the day, dude. It's a job and it's a paycheck and, and I gotta think about my daughter and her tuition or my wife or, and this. So I gotta, I gotta put that aside and be a little quote unquote complacent to get through the next set the week and the week after and the week after because then that's the other part. Dude, this schedule doesn't allow you necessarily yeah. to catch your breath. So you just get on kind of I don't want to say autopilot, but you almost have to. Yeah. So that's that's just to give you a little inside perspective because when the fans, I, I understand what you're saying, and of course, dude, when you're starving and you're hungry, of course you're going to see that. You know, yeah. once guys make it a little bit, now it's about managing that level of success, They're not doing it. <laughs> you know, and, um, but so for me, honestly, I don't. What I'm watching, like first of all, let me let me applaud. Um, all the performers, uh, that are out there and, 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 and the cameraman and all of them, right? That are putting the show on because, you know, people need something right now to help them uh, distract. So, and that's what, that's what we do as entertainers. But for me, it really, you know, pro wrestling is, is like, um, it's like Broadway, you know, and, and part of the element of, of it is the, is being in front of the crowd. It is taking. People in front of you on the emotional roller coaster because there's so much improv because you don't know what that roller coaster is going to right. be every night. And so what? What I'm watching now is is obviously a, a necessary shift in what they're presenting, but it's not for me. Pro wrestling, it's true art form. It's not as enjoyable to watch. It's kind of like right. watching. It's kind of like watching somebody else play WWE like 2K. Right, <laughs> right. And that doesn't do it. Anymore. Right, right. And, and not. And that's not the knock on I mean, these guys. It's even. T- Let me tell you, as a performer, it's ten, it's ten times as hard to go and put that energy and that emotion out there when you're not getting any of it back live. Yeah. You're just giving, 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 and and the people aren't there to feed it back to you. And trust me, we we fuel on that so much in those performances, especially those big main event fields, or you know, the fifteen twenty minutes in when you're tired and beaten up, and that crowd gets to their feet. You know, to not have that and still be asked to go out there and perform at the level these these men and women are. So difficult. They're doing an amazing job and, and they're and they're finding new elements of pro wrestling that to help it, you know, to help it move forward. And then you're also seeing some things that are you know, maybe some things being exposed of, you know, when you don't have some of those things there that the work rate or some of these things, if, if it's not good, uh, you can't cover it up as easily.
0: It, that's true, too. I have to say, it was probably the weirdest, it was just weird trying to watch WrestleMania and Money in the Bank with like, no fans. You know, you, again, you gotta give it up for the creativity of them just making, you know, the, the writers and the companies trying to make do with what's going on right now. Just but ends- my, my, my thing is, can it, can it, can they maintain that though? Because you know, the first, I mean, cause it's so new to all of us, it's like, okay, the first, it's kind of like a, a wreck. You wanna see like, okay, I know I, sh- I probably shouldn't be looking, but I wanna see how they're gonna pull this off. And then you're like, okay, that wasn't bad. And then you start thinking, like, okay, maybe WrestleMania needs to be two nights, you know, from now on, instead of this six-, seven-hour-long show because it's draining. I've been to two WrestleManias. And after a while, you're just like, by the end of the day, you're done, dude. So I can see that. But then how would you do that going forward when you're actually able to get fans back in? And when are you going to be able to get back to that 14 – even if you think about AEW or someone like that, anywhere – getting anywhere between 6,000, 9,000, 16,000 people again – you know, when are you going to ever get back to that? Because is it really worth it with 25% of the crowd sitting inside of an arena? <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, that's, and, and that's, and, and that, that, you know, when you
2: open up that, uh, that's a whole nother discussion rabbit holes to go down, dude. Because, I mean, I have my own thoughts on when, when, when do we get back to that? Right. You know, probably, probably when the vaccine gets, gets rolled out, you know, um, and and everybody can then feel like they're safe to come out of their house. I mean, I don't know, because, the way they've got everybody scared of this virus, despite yeah. what, you know, despite maybe some statistics would say, Um, I don't know that anybody is going to, you know, when is anybody going to feel comfortable enough to go into the Yankee Stadium urinal and pee next to the people saying, <laughs> right. you know, saying? <laughs> we field, you know and, and and put their beer up on the thing while they, you know, whip, whip it out. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Right. and, and, right. So they, they're they going to need the people are going to need something now that are going to make them feel safe, you know, in travel. And, you know, in TSA, it was magic plastic bags. Once we put our liquids in those we're we're safe,
0: you know, now it's masks. You well, know, now masks. And now, you know, are we really going to want TSA filling you up and groping you now? You know, at this point, it's like, hey, well, we man, I, don't, I don't know.
2: <laughs> we won't have to because once we do the eye scan to see. Oh,
1: yeah, know,
2: that's true. You, we, don't, <laughs> we don't need it.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a choice whether. I mean, it's a choice. You don't have to go to the airport and yeah, fly really, somewhere. Right. But if, but if, but if you do have to go somewhere or you want to go and fly somewhere, you're going to have to deal with the inconvenience. That's just exactly. a reality. In these big venues, they're not going to have. I mean, T-Mobile. Let's say like a T-Mobile Arena type right. event. I, there's definitely not going to be one this year, not with an audience. Yeah. And it may Ooh. not even be one next year. And with the All vaccine, right. here's the thing about vaccines: is even the flu vaccine that's about forty-eight percent effective. And it's right. not effective against all strains that you come across. So 100%, it's basically, 100% it's basically a crapshoot. Right. What's that?
2: 100%, 100% effective in giving you the virus, though. Like in, in, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's true. Right. There's a, that's, that's the theory that's of
1: every vaccine, though, exactly. right? That you're, you're giving a little bit of it, so your body creates antibodies to it. And there's a place for vaccines. I mean, you, there's countries in Africa you can't even go to. You, you'll get something like yellow fever, et cetera. There's all kinds of vaccines you have to get. You want to go to Kenya, you're going to be getting three or four vaccines. Well, that's that's just the reality. Now, people don't want to get vaccines. They're just not going to go. But if you want to go there and it's worth going to, then that's just what you're going to have to deal with. Now, with this, with the the vaccine for COVID-19, the challenge is, is that even previous iterations of this coronavirus have never, there's never been a vaccine made for those because it takes a long time to create a vaccine. We're just learning about this. We're just learning about this flu right now or this virus right now. So it's not something where you're like, okay, here's what's going on. It's been around for a couple of months. All right, yeah, we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year. There's no way you're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. Certainly not one that's effective. It, it takes years to create a vaccine, and even then you may not have one. Jonas Salkin bust out a polio vaccine again, in a year like that, man. That, that took years to put that together.
2: And I guess to me that, you know, the fact that from the jump they were already talking, you know, by the time this hits, they were already talking
0: about a vaccine. Well, I mean, as of right now, we're speaking, you know, they, they're already pretty much saying that and they, they are, oh, they have one. They have that tried on people. I'm like, what? Yeah. Who, who's, who's the people that stepped up and said, okay, try it on me? Hell no. Come on, this thing's for all, for, for, for main purposes, you know, for mass, for a mass exposure of this thing. It's only been out for a couple of months, even though it's been out longer than that. But for the globe to really all just collectively discover
1: this thing, it's too much. So who do, I wouldn't dare step up and like, okay, try, try the vaccine on me.
0: No Well, man. well yeah, that's the, yeah, well,
1: that's the other it, challenge. Even when it does come out, how many people are going to be lining up to get it? Some people will because <laughs> they're the same, well, the same choice. Well, the same people will. that are wearing the masks will be lining up yeah. for it, which yeah. is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. a good amount of people. They're going to be sick of wearing the mask. Yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, and, and so going back to what you guys were saying, you know, that that information leaves me to believe that they – maybe we've known about this for more than two months or maybe this wasn't as – Right you know, now, to, be to, to be able to have, if if from the jump they're going oh we should have a vaccine by the end of the year we're like we only knew this we just i just heard about this stuff yesterday how are you guys already talking <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> oh did you guys maybe maybe you guys started doing talking about it at event 201 in October exactly, when you got exactly. all
1: at around and we discussing and, and then what, what are we going to do when the next virus comes because there's definitely that's going to be another to one and that one's going to be even stronger than this one. Right. Or so By the, by the, the time, time we have Jackson. Jackson. this
0: one when it's mutated it's like that's the one thing about it. this thing is like getting it's getting like Thanos man it's getting better and better with every with every release of the movie there man so how are you going to how are you really going to stop it because while you're sitting there working on this thing it's growing into COVID-19 2.0 you know not even COVID-20 by that time so I think, it's like, yeah I'm with, yeah dude I don't, I don't know it's uh, well, they're, I mean, they're they're having
2: the big inquiry now to you know the, the was it sixty or hundred in some nations that want to have an inquiry to actually yeah, find yeah, out, you know, and that was one of my first things is how do we just go, ah, guy ate a bat, and then we're like, okay, well that's that sounds good, we'll just like <laughs> wait a minute, like I try give my mom excuses like that when I was a kid, and like there's no way I haven't got away with that, like <laughs> right, like but yet we just think all accepted, yeah, crazy Chinese people, like that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It well, just, I mean, for when you yeah. look at how long it doesn't it's really changed. matter, sure, now. It doesn't matter how it got here. Well, actually, sure, it does matter. Oh, it <laughs> does matter. You know, it's, yeah. it's, pro- it's probably but, not as – I mean, the, when you – most viruses are connected to animal agriculture in some way, swine flu, Ebola, et cetera. Now, this one, though, is, is a different animal of virus. So it's possible that it was created in a lab intentionally or unintentionally, and that's why it's so strong and so virulent compared to SARS and others. Sure. Or it's a combination of both. But when we look at the way we – when we look at our animal agriculture industry, it's not hard to, to come to the conclusion that it's creating some serious health consequences. Yeah. And more not just for just, – just in the process of the Even way – Look at during the shutdown. Look at during the shutdown. You know, what – pretty much what industry had
0: the most – growing number of cases, even when as they started just slowly reopening things. Well, the numbers started to spike where? In meat packing plants, you know, places like that and, and all these other factory farms. That's where the numbers started to spike. Just when you just reopen for a week and it's just like, boom, it shoots up. Okay, there's, you got to really start looking at things like, okay, why is that happening there? But not necessarily the numbers are spiking at, I don't know, Costco's and Walmarts and all these places like that. So Big, they gotta really big, big start... spike in the apple orchards. Yeah, right,
2: exactly. exactly right. <laughs> they weren't social distancing while they're picking those right. apples. And right. So. right.
1: Well, that that's the narrative is that at the meat packing plants, everyone's really close together. Okay, that's true. But like you said, <laughs> at other packing places where they're packing apples or vegetables and so forth, they're all close together as well. So why right. isn't there a spike there?
2: Right. Exactly. Um, I just think you know, and 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 it's easy again for me. I get you know because a lot of my fan base aren't. Vegan, they're wrestling, they're wrestling fans, right? So that when I speak about my lifestyle choice of, you know, being plant-based, there's just a lot of immediate pushback, which is fine. But, you know, the one thing that I keep keep bringing up in this is if we were going to, if we were having true leadership and, and, you know, you talk about these meat Packing plants remaining open and fast food joints. Like if we were really looking at the number of people who that are really having complications from this virus ah. that have, that have underlying health conditions and we look at what those underlying health conditions are and then we look at what causes those underlying health conditions. Again, wouldn't be the first step to be to eliminate all those things in, a, in an attempt for people to again be healthier. And there's been no, the fact that we haven't even really, no one's talking about food anywhere. No, then no, that should be can't. that should be
0: that should be pushed every day. So look, at, look at oh, how things, you guys are you talk about. You can't experts. talk about you, you, can't, things you can't talk about. You can't talk about food. You can't talk about the pharmaceutical companies because why? They, they're the ones with the lobbyists. They're the ones that's really helping to pay to push the narrative right here, because they all have so much to gain from this. So that's, again, when it comes to any situation, always follow the money before you start following the media and following the news and what, you know, and following whatever posts on social media, you know, you start, you need to really just drill down and look where, okay, who's financing what's being said right now. Who's paying to, who's, pay, who's paying to say and paying to play? Who has the, the
2: play. Uh, who has the patents for the cure.
0: Exactly. And why do they have a patent for this thing before it even came out? What's up with that? Why are we already patting, you know, patenting the, the name of this, Long before it even happened.
2: I thought you could only patent things that were man-made.
3: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just like Monsanto pat- patenting seeds. That's like, what are you going to do, patent air next? Yeah, always,
2: always, I, was, I always wanted to go to the Vatican about that and go, oh, guys – uh, question. Do you think it's cool, like, a corporation can just own something that God created? I mean, God created. See, how are you going to a corporation own God's creations?
0: Where are you guys on this? Step on in. And they're like, well, eh, gosh, man. <laughs> I'm just homeless. get out of here. <laughs> so. I was
2: like, how, like, no religious people have any issue with, like, some corporation trying to claim, like, something God created? My lord. <laughs>
0: No, but the way my tax write-offs are set off <laughs> in my, you know, yeah. I'm not asking any questions, bro, because I don't feel like paying taxes. So I'm going to leave that you know to what? Them,
2: I, There's a movement I really would like to get started, and I think it's one that, you know, hopefully whether you're on the blue side of things or you're on the red side of things and you really believe in that paradigm that, pe- that we can come together on, and that is whether you believe in Republican or Democrat, we, we all pay our tax money, you know, we're paying for the government we have in place, and I think we can both agree uh, it's consistently failed us, no matter who's been in office. So I think what the movement we should have is I want my money back. Give me my – exactly we, for
0: any product, any, for we, anything, we, any, any service I pay back. for.
2: And we're going to find new people that can do this job because you guys can't get your shit together. All you do is sit there and fight and point the fingers to one another while we're over here all suffering. So you know what? Give us our money back, and we're going to find some new people to try to do this job. Give me my refund. Give me my shit back.
0: That's why they're afraid of term limits. That's why term limits probably won't be happening anytime soon because just like anyone, if you if you claim to be that you work for the people, that means, okay, that means that you're the employee and I'm the boss. Well, what happens at any company when an employee does not perform for the job they signed up for? You know, you, you write them up. You, okay, okay, I'm writing to you now, Senator, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing you know, you fire their ass. Yeah. It's really simple. And it's it's really – that's how it was designed on the surface to be. Now, we know below the surface it wasn't set up that way. But, you know, that's the illusion that's, you know, sold everyone. So,
2: do the, Does the American public need a union that's not politically motivated that can <laughs> fight for us against the government? Because it almost feels like we do, like – Where's our players association? They go to bad for us. They're taking all of our money and not even spending it on the stuff we want them to.
3: Like,
0: the stuff yeah, but, we need. Well, everybody, you know, at that point, everybody's got their own, it, all they have, the, everybody has their own personal stuff. And then if you're not meeting all their personal needs, then they can't necessarily, everybody collectively get on board until, everything that everybody has is being affected and that's where where we are right now even with this vaccine and like right now there's some people that feel safe behind a mask and some people feel like f that because i got liberty i have freedom you can't tell me what to do i'll do it if i want to but when you tell me that i have to then we have a problem because that's not your job to tell me what to do you know my parents so then so you have that conflict right there and Mm -hmm. that's always no matter even with just food you know someone's going to sit there like well, you know, Austin, sincere. Mike, what's wrong with you? Why you guys don't like me? Why are you like eating bacon? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and then there's going to be the, on the flip side, there's going to be some really like <laughs> upfront vegans who are going to, or plant-based people are going to be like, how dare you meet his murder? Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so where are we getting on both sides right now? Which you're both screaming at each other. You know, so, it, cause no one's had a discussion whatsoever. And that's the reason why this is really hard for anyone to make any leeway with anyone because everyone's feeling like they're attacked no matter what. And everybody feels like they're right. Yeah. So
3: we, well, that's, we, simpli- we
2: simplified everything into one of two positions. The vaccine yeah, perfect. Exactly. If I, if, if I'm someone who believes and I should have the right to choose what's put in my body, then I get tagged as an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> right. Well, right. it's yeah. not that simple. I can believe in vaccines and I can, and I can, and I can, you know, say like, hey, that it's science and it's helpful. And obviously, like, not all vaccines are created equal. But just because I don't necessarily think that, you know, but everything gets simplified into it's either oh then you're this, must be this. Oh you're a you're, and that's really just put this. I mean, to me that that's been government's ultimate victory is in completely dividing our people, and this and this virus uh, is is continuing to do that, right?
0: Well, that's. I mean, that's. The, I mean, why everybody's bickering over things, that's when you can sneak in legislation like HR six 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 six. Come on, yeah. Come on, really? I'm oh, like, six 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 six. You Crazy. don't even care anymore. It's like so, talking about. i you know – not saying we're going to, going to, but if we had to, we could come in your house
2: and test everybody <laughs> hey, and well, take if we somebody to, out, somebody to quarantine them. We could do that. Not saying we're gonna, but for your own well, good, we, we may but have we to. Could. <laughs> right. I'm just like, I mean, if
1: on. it got if it got bad enough, things like that would happen. It would be like season three of 24. I just rewatched that recently, and that's yeah. all about that's all about a man made virus that yep. a terrorist is threatening to release in Los Angeles that kills people within 24 hours. You become right. symptomatic within 14, you die within 24. <laughs> mm. Speaking of that,
0: which takes me back to Ebola. It's like, why didn't anyone fear Ebola the way they're fearing Corona? Because, come on, man, you know, your insides pretty much feel like they're melting, people I, bleeding out of their eyes. I'm like, that sounds
3: sure. a lot scarier. It
1: wasn't <laughs> as contagious as the main reason. I mean, did you, I mean, remember when SARS was around? I mean, yeah. I got really sick the same year SARS was yeah. around. I had a really nasty case of pneumonia, and people thought, like, oh, you must have had SARS. But nobody was talking about SARS the way they're talking about this right now. It was something where, like, okay, that sounds a little scary. But it wasn't. You didn't. You, I mean, no one knew anyone who even had SARS. You know, because I mean, there was there was no one around going, "Oh yeah, my my dad just got SARS and he's in treatment right now." And it wasn't being pushed in in the media as much as what we're dealing with right now is. So this is definitely way more contagious. You know, I'm not. I'm there. There. Here's the problem I see with a lot of people. They're going, this whole thing's a hoax. It's not even real. It's like, well, that's oh, not a, The whole world is dealing The whole fucking world actually, is dealing with this. So we can't, gonna, yeah. yeah, we can't say it's not real when every country on the planet is dealing with it. Right? Here's it's,
2: what I yeah. think it is, Mike. It's not a hoax. A hoax
1: is the wrong word.
2: It's a scam. And a scam is different than a hoax because a hoax is, it says that, oh, this isn't real. No, this is real, but you're scamming people. By, by claiming it's something that it isn't and then yeah, using it, and
0: then like using that
2: fear, exploiting that fear to push for things. So, so that's why I keep crediting it. Cause again, if you question oh, you so oh, it's a hoax. No, it's not a hoax. But listen, you just said there's been things that like people, old and sick people die every day in large numbers. Fact alike. Yeah. What happens is they don't roll it across our screen every 10 minutes and, and make us completely paranoid and batshit crazy right. about it. Right. Everyone may have this and not know it. Well, then, how scary of a virus is this thing? Is this thing you know, like, thing take
1: your I pick. mean, the, the healthier you are, the more likely you are to be asymptomatic. Right. So let's so I mean, let's, let's say that let's, let's say, let's say we had an, let's say we had a bunch of people just we have, let's say we had an extremely healthy country, right? Very low percentage of heart be disease and obesity it's it's and so Norway Norway forth, right? Sure. Well, then, then we may it's still going to spread. So, because if you're healthy, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. It just means you're more likely not to even know you have it because you don't have any symptoms. So, if we had an entire country of of that is healthy, and let's say even sixty percent of the people have it, but they're asymptomatic, you know, at that point, it's not really a big deal.
0: Well, here's well, like Sweden. You're looking at Sweden. It's just like, and again, another thing about that is like you also look at how many people live there. You know. How many people are getting it per capita? Because people love to throw these numbers. At. That's one thing people leave out with all these numbers. Like, think- oh, my God, you're leading, the, you're leading the world with your numbers. I'm like, it's a lot of bitches. It's a lot of motherfuckers here, man. It's 328 million. Don't talk to me about, you know, when it, the numbers are the most in the United States compared to now you've surpassed Italy. Dude, there's a lot of people here. And in the hot spots. There are a lot of people in those hot spots. you talking about the number one and number two biggest cities in America have like some of the most cases. Why? Because they're all stacked up on each other, especially New York. Everybody's packed in like sardines. And we were talking about this last week. They're posting, you know, at the time we recorded this, probably about a month at, you know, by the time we record this and put it out there. At that time, a month ago, New York's all proud that their subway—they cleaned it after 115 years. They cleaned it thoroughly. Uh, shouldn't you've been doing that? <laughs> it's like you so. There's no telling how many other viruses you've been feeding after 115 years. When now you're just not caring about how clean your transit, your mass transit system is. Something that the majority of your citizens have to use every day, which is a variety of viruses and bacteria and germs and illnesses packed on top of each other. But guess what? The reason why they probably. Made it this far is because their immune systems have adapted to be impacted on top of each other like that. So, and then that's the beautiful thing about the immune system that people keep leaving out. It's like it adapts, man. that's how we've made it this far after eons and a millennia, you know, we've survived a lot, crap, a lot worse than this. And yet so, here we are. Well,
2: right. And again, when I go back to, it's a scam. Um, we're hitting about what, and I don't know if you say this is going to be released a month from now, maybe we're close to 400,000 deaths globally. Right. Right, globally. So right now we're sitting at three for the globe, right? The
0: world, globally, it's
2: over. So it's,
1: it's over a million globally. It's over, it's it's, it's yeah, not it's over a, a million death. globally. Not seven point seven <laughs> billion.
2: Not a, not infected deaths, deaths, fatalities, dead.
1: You're right? saying it's four hundred thousand worldwide. I think the number is higher than that. But let me yeah. look it up right now. It's like it yeah. was we'll in three hundred. Because we're at hundred thousand just in the U.S.
2: We're about three hundred thousand fifty deaths. Uh, let me
1: see. 000. So as of
0: right now, obviously everybody's getting on this damn thing. <laughs> that was the last. I mean, as the last number I saw,
1: we were in the three hundred thousands. Okay, let me see. You may be right. I'm just. I might have got the numbers wrong. Let's see.
0: Because even right here in my state, as of right
1: now, we've only no. You're, had, you're right. You're right. Yeah, hundred thousand deaths. So, yeah, one four point six three million. Confirmed so, 1.66 recovered about 300,000 deaths. Okay. 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 Yeah, that, yes. that's a, that's I'll totally even
0: take right now. I could okay. even, yeah, even, I can even take, take my state for instance. I'm in Texas. Okay. Pretty much second biggest state area wise in the country. Fourth, you know, and, and third, I mean, what, second population wise. So right now, as of the time that we're recording this, we've had like 48,000. Cases reported, twenty-eight thousand of those. Over twenty-eight thousand of those have recovered. There's only been a thousand. I know. Don't, don't take. I'm saying this lightly when I say it's only been a thousand three hundred and forty-seven fatalities. But you're talking about one thousand three hundred forty-seven people have died from this thing out of twenty-nine million people in this state. Okay. So it's it's, it's now, like that's nothing. We don't do the numbers here. It's like you're fearing something. that's like point zero zero whatever percent. You know, compared to other things that are killing us with far greater numbers between, I don't know, suicides, homicides, so that was, that was you know, the, drunk driving, diabetes-related okay, complications. But but,
2: but, but, yeah, yeah, but but those things are accidents. But the number I keep throwing okay. up there and the yeah. number I was going to get to was 640,000. And that's heart disease. And that's just that, the yeah, that, that, that United States alone, right? Just the U.S. alone a year. Right. Not globally. Just in this country, just here. just here, double, double what we've, double what we've had globally for this virus, and the, and then when I bring the number up, people, go, well, you can't compare those two because you know, one spreads and you catch one, the other. I go, well, the other one has been spread through ideology. It's been spread through, you know, passing programs. down, action, right it's through if, programs.
0: I mean, so just my thing our is, children.
2: is when I say it's a scam, I say because if we were concerned about what's killing us really, truly, and we are afraid of it, then, then there were other things far more lethal than this virus. No doubt. We should have been no doubt. across. Just imagine this. How, how many days and how many press conferences with Dr. Fauci and our president and every news coverage when they start rolling that number of, oh, look, every 37 seconds someone died of heart disease, 1,600 people a day, yeah, just how many days exactly. before we would shut down Fast food joints before we
0: completely have an overhaul of our, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you can't do that. You can't do that also because then you're going to mess up the economy <laughs> by doing that. Well, the economy that, that'll, that'll be not, the argument. anyway. anyway. And I threw up air quotes when I said that too. Yeah, so right. Gonna, the, be the, economy, argument. the
2: economy's been destroyed anyway. And they look at those countries that didn't take the same measures and they go, Oh, well, look, their, their numbers are more inflated, this and that, but they weren't drastically more inflated. And you know what they also didn't do? Their economy didn't tank and they're right. not. Have a huge recession, and not, and they, and, we, and we
1: don't know what the totality is going to be yeah, when this is all done. It could be way lower.
2: Died in depression yeah. while they stuck everyone inside. So the same, right. maybe a little more people died of the virus, or more people got it, and they had more fatalities because of that. But what coming out of it, they're not like, and they're going to come out of this in a much better position, you know, because of the way that they handled it. And um, and so again, this is you know when I say it, it's not a hoax, it's a scam. Because it's been misrepresented and used for something that's been far worse than than I think the initial virus would have ever been.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you sit there and you post every day. How many people have died through complications of di- type 2 diabetes and died with complications of heart disease? You right. know, oh, you died of pneumonia, you do this, this, you know, doing the complications,
1: when of blah, 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 blah. And
2: <laughs> yeah, when you factor in of the hundred thousand deaths or so in the United States, that when you start talking that probably 80% of them had an underlying condition, those would have been your heart disease deaths from this year. They would have been your food right. deaths. Yeah, now,
1: exactly. The shuffle that
2: we've recreated, it's easy to recategorize death and they've been doing this. And, and, and so it's easy to pluck 20 here and from, you know, 2000 here. When you have 640,000 heart disease deaths here and the people that are dying from COVID-19 have underlying health conditions, it's pretty easy to say you're just going to take from, from that very category and put them in a new one right. and everyone batshit right. crazy and scared about it for no reason.
0: That's why yeah. I posted the other day, man. I said, you know, what if I told you that most underlying conditions are underlying conditions? And I said, you know, just marinate on that for a minute because mm-hmm. no one sits there and think about this. Like, okay, they, they keep saying these things. The, 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 the psyops is like so beautiful right now what they're doing. is because if they say it enough, everybody starts believing. You keep saying the new normal. You keep saying underlying okay. conditions. You keep saying things over and over. This is marketing. All this is marketing. That's what people when to get down to. it. This is the best marketing ever. If you ever want to know how to run a fucking company, dude, this is how you do it. <laughs> to be, To the point, this is how you get customer, you know, belief big time right now because and people have bought they bought in the majority have bought in for this product stay at home exactly and, and, and due to gets to the point where you just turn on your TV even just to go and watch something like Netflix so you turn on Fire Stick there's a there's an app down there like stay you know stay home app hashtag stay home like I said nice try bitches moving on (laughs) so but most people are not calibrated enough to ignore things like that or look at it and just chuckle like you son of a bitch nice try you know because most people buy into it especially when you have all the celebrities doing it and they're all doing concerts at home and they're doing all these skits at home (laughs) and you know so everybody's thinking like well this is normal because look now look at Hollywood even they're filming from at home so you know if even they're giving up when they got government officials even like here you have our city council members having their weekly council meeting and their weekly, you know, the county judge and they're all having their meetings on Zoom and, you know, and they're broadcasting. So they're, they're all trying and they're sitting <laughs> and they're sitting with a mask on their desk while they're, you know, in their house. I'm like, why is the mask in the, in the, in the video? <laughs> why? Because, you know, it's the, again, it's just that just to get that mental picture and get you to buy into it. Even when you talked about just voucher, everybody coming on every day talking, you know, there they are. The camera's on them. You know, and one's talking, of course, the president's there without his mask, but everybody behind him is wearing masks. It's like Darth Vader and his leaders. You know, I mean, his little minions behind him. (laughs) And then you got the ticker tape scrolling at the bottom, giving you more information to scare you. Then over in the right hand corner, you actually have the amount of deaths worldwide. So you're you're getting hit by every angle that you look to really get you to buy into it it, where you can't think of anything else.
2: It becomes the narrative and the story, and we can go back to War of the Worlds.
0: Exactly. And see how easily people do related
2: scared into believing something that isn't even remotely true. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so that's and that's my thing and, and and it's very hard to it's very hard to have discussions with people when you kind of sit from a apolitical standpoint yeah. which I do. Because exactly. because their first their first instinct is to attack you on oh that you must be a red or you must be a blue, blue oh you're exactly. tar- or you I'm a functioning think,
0: thinking human being to actually ask questions yeah, instead of yeah, always but, to come know, like and
2: answer. I, I made my own party. It's called the Austinaries Purple Party <laughs> of Rational Reform. It's up, <laughs> double up, double double. And and you get with it, man. It takes right. some of the blue and some of the red, and we'll mix it together and come up with some shit that you would know, call common sense. And we'll uh, go with that, you know. And and because uh, the world ain't that simple. And so as long as you keep giving me two choices, you keep telling me you're not really giving me a choice. And so, <laughs> you know, that that's kind of how it is. Anyway, we should talk about other
1: shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But let's get yeah, about stem cells, <laughs> man. Yeah, let's get that's to that. the stem cells because that was Actually, one of the I want topics. To talk about. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about your experience with stem cells in, at this facility in Columbia, and then we can get into. You have a, some kind of a position with them as well, so we can talk about that as we go along.
2: Yeah, and that and that actually is is has been really um, helpful to give me some insight. You know, more on uh, kind of on the ground floor of what's going on. Obviously, they're in Columbia, um, is where where all the bio accelerator um, procedures take place. So I, I've been privy to a lot of. Information I wouldn't have been otherwise. But yeah, my journey started, um, last year. I've been hearing, um, and seeing some video from a lot of my colleagues in the wrestling industry and, and, and some friends of mine in MMA and other athletes, um, of this stem cell company called Bioaccelerator. And, um, you know, was hearing, was hearing good things. And I obviously, I wasn't super, I obviously heard of stem cells, but I hadn't really researched a lot into it, stem cells. Um, but at the time, I had been dealing with a couple herniated discs in my neck. I had torn a disc in my back back in 12. I had you know, a little tear in my uh, labrum in my shoulder, you know, basically 20 years of being a pro wrestler. And um, so I was contacted uh, by them uh, to see if I was interested and in maybe working out a, a kind of influencer type of deal to where they would, you know, credit me some, some cells, uh in exchange for testimonial and, and you know, leveraging my platform. Um, so I went down there in December and, um, and yeah, and, you know, I spent a week down there and really from the moment I got down there, I was, uh, was really impressed just with the overall because you know you're going down to Columbia, and you're not and you're not quite sure what to expect. You know you hear different. Why, why do I have to go offshore? You know all these different. things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean so, you yeah, know I mean, you have these. You know and I'm from Wisconsin. You know my parents are. You know they give me the old Wisconsin slant on things like well, is Pablo Escobar down there? Well, I'm
0: like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's what I was thinking when you
0: <laughs> talk you know, about Colombia. You know all I'm thinking about is just cheaper, man. Because you know I've I've had people in my family that have gone there to do procedures before. I'm thinking like it's cost effective. You know for well, that's I mean, the person that came to
2: I mean, Columbia in and of itself is, yeah, I mean, the, the money goes a long way there. So you, you will find, because you don't have the same type of uh, health care system that's, you know, in place, that, yeah, some things are going to be cheaper there. The main reason why it is is because they're able to do things uh, scientifically uh, without some regulations that we have put in place with stem cells here as far as where we can harvest stem cells um, in the states, uh, compared to where we can harvest stem cells uh, abroad, and that just comes down to politics and religion and all these different things, right? So, because of that, you know, as we're seeing, while while if you turn on your television, they will tell you that USA number one um, in a lot of in a lot of fields and and stem cells. One of them, um, you know, if you want to get the best. Uh, the the best of the best, you have to go elsewhere to do it. You have to go overseas somewhere. You have to go abroad. Just, it's just a reality right now because that's how our healthcare system is. So, um, but this company, what I think what impressed me from the jump was they kind of like, this was a whole week of like this like wellness trip where I was getting a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, you know, to really, you know, get my body in a good state, you know, they were giving me some protocols, you know, leading up to going down there. So my body was going to be in a good position to really accept these cells and get the, the, the most benefit from the, from the therapy. They did an IV therapy, which now, you know, now fast forward we're seeing is so important for um, immune health yep. and in, in immunomodulation, uh, which is a huge component right now with this virus. So like really our business is shifting from athletes and chronic pain to, Oh, this is what's going to help keep me healthy at a time where there's a pandemic and a virus at least get, it may not keep me from catching it, but, but it's going to help me kick its ass if I do to the best of my ability. And that's, and that's obviously very important. So, you know, um, I went down there with uh, a buddy of mine, Frank Mir, who, if you follow, you know, mixed martial arts, former UFC heavyweight champ. Um, we've been kind of doing some cross training here in Las Vegas and, um, yeah, so, you know, he had his, he had his list of injuries and I had mine and, and we happened to be contacted by separate people from the company, but we set our trip up to go down together and, um, yeah, it was a great experience and I had really good results with, for my neck. Um, my lower back has been really, uh, you come along where I'm, I'm back to kind of squatting and, and, and deadlifting some things that I hadn't really been doing a whole lot of in the, in the last years because, you know, the, the back wasn't feeling like it was in a place where I could do it, uh, safe, um, you know, and, and so, and then basically by the end of that, my trip down there, um, you know, I really, you know, I was interested in, in trying to find a way to, to, um, you know, work with the company or, or, you know, I just was impressed with what they were doing and trying and really just changing lives and helping people, you know, when you have chronic pain or if you have, you know, some of these things and, and you. you the doctors you go to here in the states, you know, they don't have any answers for you or their answers are pharmaceutical, take this pill or, you know, it's masking the, it's masking the issue and maybe not addressing it. Um, you know, when you can actually give these people a solution or something that works. Um, it's powerful, man, and it's just like when you can turn someone like a plant-based lifestyle change and, and helping them, you know, get healthy through just a, a philosophy change and how they feed their body. You know that that appeals to me. So to be able to work with a company that has that same philosophy, like that they've got these, you know, stem cells in, in a way like these kind of magic beans that, you know, can really help the body when administered right, um, help the body heal itself. And um, so yeah, how
1: many how many injections did you get when you were down there? So.
2: I got, I mean, I was actually kind of put under, I mean, it wasn't heavy sedation, but because they mm-hmm. were doing stuff in the uh, cervical, you know, they had to have a specialist in there and they, you know, they've got it up on the big screen, but uh, I might be a lightweight and kind of got knocked out. Um, so I had the one in the neck, I had the one in the lower the back, and then I had the one the shoulder. Um, I think total between that and the IV stem cell, I had over like a hundred, I don't want to say like 110 million uh, stem cells, uh, maybe total.
1: So there's, so there's IV delivery as well. It's not just injections.
2: So so that was the, and that's again, that, that is, they do that as just an overall like immune health, Mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of the idea that starts in your lungs, uh, interestingly enough, when this is again, Mm We're, now with this COVID thing, this is why we're, we're seeing it can be really effective. It kind of starts in your lungs and then it travels through that way. Yeah. And, you know, again, then the stem cells kind of travel throughout the body and maybe, you know, to have a chance to heal all these different things that maybe you didn't, you didn't specifically come in for an acute injury. Right. But just your overall system, your overall health. Right. And, you know, so I had that early in the week. And then towards the end of the week, I actually had the procedure where they, you know, had the specialist and they injected into the disc in my lower back, in the shoulder. So, um, you know, there's two facets of it. There's really a third facet where they, you know, they can do things more in a cosmetic realm. You know, there's seeing results now for like hair, keeping, you know, hair growth and, and keeping your hair that you do have for skin, rejuvenation, all sorts of things like that. So um, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. And I've, I've learned a lot in a short amount of time now taking a position. Um, basically, kind of directing the athletic, uh, like their athletics division, where you know I'm going out and trying to contact other athletes, celebrities, um, you know, high leverage clientele, businesses, trying to build you know good relationships with like minded businesses that can help, you know, what we're bringing to the table for our for our clients and our patients, you know, and so. Um, been doing some cool stuff, you know, we're developing a plant-based, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say it's plant-based, but it's, it's basically, it's a anti-inflammatory diet, so it's gonna be plant-based, um, because we wanna, you know, obviously an anti-inflammatory diet is gonna be most beneficial for cell health, and so we wanna be able to give our, give our yep. patients, you know, again, uh, this holistic approach, not just about the cell, but it's about everything else you're doing in your body as well, so, um, partnering up with DDPY, to provide his fitness app to our, and you, you, I'm sure, uh, sincere you know, who, who DDP is. Yeah. yeah and, and so we're going to be, you know, working with him so that we can get his app to all the bio accelerator, uh, patients so that they have, you know, coming out of whatever their, their procedure is, you know, if they can't jump back in the gym or you have to make an appointment to the gym, um, that we're giving them some, some, you know, uh, programs that they can work for their fitness and things like that too. So, um, but yeah, it's uh it's an interesting world, you know, and and I've learned a lot in the process. And then to have this whole COVID nineteen thing hit almost immediately right after, it's it's kind of put me in this unique perspective, and yeah. how this is kind of going down. What what would what,
1: what would the cost have been, Austin, for let's say someone, let's say what would have been your full cost if you didn't get any kind of discount? Someone went down there to get exactly what you got. Right. Do you know what the t- cost of that would have been in totality? i'm going to
2: say somewhere around, and then you know you're talking to your know, um, my travel, and my hotel was kind of wrapped into all of this, so you know so all inclusive I guess would be the good way to put it. I was probably in the twenty two to twenty four thousand range yeah uh-huh. um, for something like that. Um, I obviously was having um once you start getting into this in the cervical stuff that you know require specialists and some sedation, you know, that, that for me, because that was my main really focus going down there, that can be a little more uh, expensive than maybe if you're getting knees or, you know, shoulders or the IV thing, you know, things like that. So I was really getting the whole, my whole thing was if I was going to take advantage of of the opportunity I was getting and then, and really then if I was going to go down there for the week, like let's, let's address everything I can, you know? So yeah. Um yeah I always tell people, and it's so hard and it's always the first thing people want to know how much is it oh it's expensive is it expensive um that's all that's all a perspective of you know of of what your how much pain you're in how, what your health you know. Is and and what the alternative? Well, I mean,
1: the reason why I ask is, is do people know what they're going to be paying before they get there, or do they have oh, an idea? And then they get down there, it's like, well, well, you know what, you have these five other problems. It's and actually going to cost this much.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <The other laughs> we're like, hey, come on down, come on down to the clinic. but you get there, I will lock the door.
0: <laughs>
1: we'll give you a free tour. <laughs> oh, that part's right. great. It's not like <laughs> going to a mechanic
2: exam.
0: here where it's like you're going for a tune. I was like, oh man, I was having to look. You. you need to get your cables replaced and your tail lights out. Uh, yeah, and your yeah, battery's yeah. like, dude, I came in to get my uh, brakes uh, changed. <laughs>
2: it's actually uh, it's actually pretty cool. So like so we talked and, 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 you know, Mike, we talked uh, a week or two ago, right? Well, who knows when this is going to air, but we, we talked previously, <laughs> right? And so we talked previously and that was just kind of like a, a first call to just kind of, you know, see, you know, you had some interest. We talked a little bit about it. Are you a candidate? Are you someone that, you know, maybe is really looking at this, but from there, like the procedure is, you know, then, you know, once you get your HIPAA forms and you do like you would do to go to a doctor's office, you know, then what we do is we set up a consult with the doctor. You know, we we, we may request your medical records. You know, we do these things. Um, but then you're gonna you're gonna you know speak with a doctor, and then and then what's basically gonna happen is we're gonna you know we'll create a custom protocol for you based on what you're dealing with and what your goals are. And then we come back we come back to you with that, and then that's when you're gonna get your your price you know range. And then and then from there decide if you want to move forward, you need to adjust it. You want to add you know add some things on. You need to you know, uh, you know, some things aren't as important as others, you know? So, so it's a process, you know, and that's the thing like, you know, just to get in there. Yeah, that, right.
1: That's one of the challenges though, because if someone's going to fly from America to Colombia, mm-hmm. and then, and they don't know what they're going to be paying for whatever they think they need. So they walk in there and it's like, all right, here's what you need to do. You need to do this, that, and so forth. I was like, cool. It sounds good. How much is it going to cost? Yeah. Eh, it's going to be about 30 grand. Which credit card do you want to use? So yeah, that's that's going to be I think that's going to be the challenge in terms of getting people to go. Oh, and yeah. le, and le, unless, yeah. unless they're going, okay. hey, I'm, I'm going yeah. on vacation and uh, I'm just to stop by here and see what they have yeah. to offer. But the that, funny thing about that, that happens
0: if just with an American hospital. You think you're going into yeah, this, this. I mean, right. I mean, Columbia for an American hospital, yeah, It's an you, international trip, honest, which is a new, out like out one of the things that I that I saw with Kevin Nash was talking about, because he went you know, went there as well. You know, people asking him about the cost. Well, Kevin was like straight up. He's like, well, he said, I can tell you this much just to do my MRI down there in Columbia, it was like 250 bucks. Whereas in America it would have been $3,000. So that kind of gives you perspective just yeah, I
1: right there.
2: Understand, understand like well, insur-
1: all, insurance covers it in America. With if you, you have insurance. insurance with- though. Yeah. yeah but you but he know, has, a lot of times, you don't, find yeah, out, lot of times you don't
2: find out what the insurance covered until you get the bill after the fact and go, Oh, I so guess it's covered it all yeah. for me a lot. Right. So here, well, here's the, here's a couple of things. First of all, you know, not everyone's even a candidate to go down and get there. So there's a process to qualify our, our patients as much as, as they're, as they're qualifying us.
3: Okay. You know what
2: I'm saying? So not everyone's even a candidate to come down. We're typically on a, on a, on a, you know, two to three month wait to even get down there. That's, and that's not in this current climate. Um, so there's a process of qualifying. And there's a level of transparency all along the way. By the time the person's on the plane and going down, they've already paid, they know exactly what they paid, they know exactly what they're getting, and they also know if they get down there and they want to add anything or they need to adjust anything or they brought their spouse, that, that's all on the table.
1: Um, but, but, um. So you have, you have some idea of what the ballpark figure is going to be. Oh,
2: no. No, no, we give them exactly what
1: it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know.
2: My whole thing is after that doctor consult, then we create a custom protocol with an exact breakdown of every penny. And then I cut, and then you know, then our you know that's when our our uh, our patient advocates then really lay it out for for the you know potential patient, so they can see everything. And then that's where again you can make adjustments, you know. Um, But yeah, before you even get on the plane, you've already you've already committed, you've already paid, or you're you know you've already it's it's a done
1: deal, and. and well, so, what's and one more thing? What's their yeah. explanation for because you can get stem cells in America? I've had four sure. stem cell treatments, sure. so I'm just curious what's their explanation for why this is more effective than let's say what's available in the U.S. Uh, it just really comes down to what kind of stem cells you're you're getting
2: administered, and then and then also how they're you know being harvested. Um, the, using uh, so they're called mesenchymal stem stem cells. I'm always. Yeah. Always can Messing tunnel, it, yeah, yeah. The biggest, the biggest tongue twister for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I practice in the mirror, I think, and that's now it's in my head. It's like, it's like when the catcher can't throw the ball back to
1: the pitcher, you know. <laughs> It's one. It's one of those words when you see it that actually doesn't help. You now you mispronounce it even <laughs> well, yeah, more. Well, it's, it's better if you hear someone some else say it. It's like any word by the fourth time you try saying it in a row, that's completely ruined for like a day. Um, yeah, so, so these are stem cells taken from donated umbilical cords, or is, is there some other process?
2: Yep. So basically, these are so the so the ones that we harvest, they're you know they're considered day one stem cells that they're yeah harvested from the umbilical cord and yeah it is a donation process down there you know we don't we don't exchange money that our, you know we screen our families again pretty stringently um and and yeah they donated in, in exchange for having the stem cells banked you know f- for their use for the future should they need it you know right, right. Uh, so the 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 benefit of these stem cells is because you know in again called kind of day one stem cells is is there's there's no coding right there's no we can harvest stem cells from each other right i can harvest stem cells from me you can harvest stem cells from you you're going to have a limit on those and then those are going to have an a, a limit on how much they can actually reproduce and create more stem cells the older they get the less they can actually reproduce right to to um yeah. harvest more so when you can use ones that are day 1 um now first of all they're going to be the healthiest you know they're not going to have any of, any of your you know any anything out felt- that op- right you know what i'm saying yeah i mean you just say if 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 i'm I have all these issues i'm uh, trying to deal with and i'm pulling stem cells from myself right. they're not they're not pure stem cells and
1: right in and they're they're not going to be that potent yeah the ones i had were mesenchymal stem and, cells as and well and not
2: and not going to be able to give you te- 100 million of them because we right. can't produce them but what also that does is 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 That has also hampered just the level of being able to research in science here because you haven't been able to produce the amount to actually do the type of science we're able to do abroad. So that's why we're able to do things in people's discs, and we can do things in all these other areas or, you know, interfecal and and the IV treatments. And a lot of these things that, you know, it's a science that hasn't been able to be developed here because they just literally haven't had the ability to do it because they haven't had the stem cells to to be able to yeah. do the
1: trials how, how do they get the stem cells to stay in an isolated area? Because when you inject a stem cell, it just becomes systemic, so it's going to proliferate throughout the body. So if you have a neck injury or a back injury, how do they get it to stay localized?
2: Uh, you know what? That's a That would be a question that we'd want to probably pose right to the doctor. Um, I mean, I'm, I imagine with the, they have different, uh, again, methods of how they administer them, uh, you know, And then obviously the site injection. And, and so I think that if anything, and there may be a science to the site injection, um, but there may not actually be a way that you can specifically tell them to stay right there. But if you try to uh, concentrate them in a certain area, um, that's
1: why I mean, I bring it up because that's why a lot of people who've gotten stem cell injections. They didn't necessarily get benefit for what they sought it for, but they found other benefits from it. They're going, "Hey, I used to have this little pain over here; that's gone." Sure. They, yeah. Even though it was injected in their left elbow, it had a positive benefit elsewhere in the body since it circulated.
2: Yeah, and I and I think and I, and I think that's true, and I think that's why even the IV one is is, is effective because you just kind of you kind of prime the whole body and, and get right. some of the things you, you weren't even really aware of. And then I think the hope is that then when you administer the ones to the, the actual problem area. Um, maybe they're more apt to to be able to just really focus and concentrate on that because the, a lot of these other things have been addressed. But you know, I think the, the thing is the science is is continually evolving, right? And 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 that's one thing too. I think you know we've been on the front lines of of the clinical trials now for the COVID you know COVID nineteen and and constantly kind of you know the science evolving and finding new ways things that I think we were doing uh, in the stem cell community six months or a year ago, they're finding now they're, they're starting to, you know, um, find new science to find better ways to do it. So uh, Yeah. I mean, and, the future of stem
1: cell research looks really interesting. There's anti-aging doctors that are talking about how stem cells can rejuvenate specific organs. So if you have a pancreas that's not producing insulin anymore, down the line, stem cells, should they should be able to develop stem cell technology that rejuvenates that organ or your liver or, or any other organ yep. that needs to be rejuvenated. So the future of – this may replace hormone replacement because it may get to the point where you can rejuvenate the testes to produce more mm-hmm. testosterone on your own. So now that you're, you don't have to take TRT – so, sure. I mean, we're, we're way behind on stem cells because of political and religious reasons, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're way behind the curve. Yeah. I mean, especially during the Bush administration, it was eight years of no research whatsoever allowed for the most part. And that's when everyone was flying overseas for stem yeah. cells. Yeah. But there's there seems to be a lot of applications that are being explored now. I mean, it's a pretty exciting area.
2: Yeah, and and to be fair, like you know, there there's there's like a, a upper tier of of stem cell facilities throughout the world. You know, BioAccelerators in that, and they're but they're not the only one. And the nice thing is, is while of course we're all you know competing in some ways. There's also this, there's this understanding that we can't all be everything to, to what the industry is. It is, is unfolding. And so certain areas are taking some certain leads in certain areas. You know, uh, we've been working on things in, in, with bioaccelerator that have revolved around like CTE and concussions, you know, and that, right. which, that's been an area we've focused on that we're excited about. And there's other places that are focusing on things with, you know, cancer or things of that, that, that we don't really deal in. So right. it, it is there, there, we're finding out so much about it. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited and, uh, I'm excited, you know, just to kind of be a part of this and, and seeing the success, six, excuse me, success stories and, uh, the continued, uh, growth. And yeah, it would be nice if they could reduce, like, I want to get a testicular application and see if they get rid of all these wrinkles. Uh, <laughs> my back, make it look like a nice,
1: like a nice smooth, like eight year old boy. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be a simple application nah. to prevent. <laughs> Just- Dro- drooping balls, that might be something. Yeah, right? You know, like Those things would sell like hotcakes. There's someone out that has more money than they know what to do with. And what, they about, just, what about well,
2: oh, like, so <laughs> It makes me all so insecure when it's pool season. I want to wear really tight, <laughs> short swim shorts, and I can't because my balls sag off money, like the
0: John Stockton style, you know? I mean, it's like, hey, you get breast enhancement, can't have ball enhancement? Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, but can you just imagine, like, even just where this is going with stem cells and then also what – Elon Musk is doing with Neuralink as well. Just like the future, man, of just like what can be done, the possibilities with just pretty much regenerating the human body. You know, it's so crazy.
2: That's why I say, you know, a lot of these conspiracies out there, it's like Hey man, if I for want to be able, already, man. Listen, if I want to be able to order some steel cutouts, I I wouldn't mind being able to do it right from the crease of my elbow. It's just I might have to get RF chipped up for that, right? Like, what are you saying? Like, might just be, I might not even have to order it. They might just know. I might think it exactly. like, oh, I need more. Oh, it's also like, <laughs> bing, if just
0: I jump. drop
2: to the next day. I'm like, a drone I just drops it off. The RF chip, just take the vaccine. Just, just you got to reframe how you think of this. It's a good <laughs> future. I'm on Jeff,
0: I'm on, listen, I'm on Jeff and Bill's team. That's all I was about to say. They need you right now because they're pitch man, man.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm on it, man. Hey, look at my back orders on Amazon. (laughs) I'm a minority owner for Christ's sake.
1: So, So what, what benefits did you experience and how soon after you got all the stem cell treatments?
2: So, um, honest to God, like my neck was immediate relief. Um, I was having at the time really bad and I had been having some bad nerve pain down my right side and it was kind of wreaking havoc, like into my, you know, tricep and bicep and in the forearm, just kind of these little points along the way. Yeah. I had, I was having atrophy, strength loss, you know, uh, you know, the fingers, the whole, the whole thing. And so, you know immediately coming out of the the procedure like I could move my neck and that pain was gone. I think in part because you know when they they injected in what's called Wharton's jelly, you know I think that injecting it in that disc in and of itself probably helped create maybe some space in the disc to help get that that that, that herniation off the nerve. Um you know what I'm saying so that maybe created that immediate relief, but I but honestly I my neck has been um you know, 100% better since then as far as, now again, I haven't wrestled much since then, so I haven't really been testing it in that realm, but I've been back no. in the gym and doing all those things, and that, and that pinching nerve pain, which if you ever had it, if you ever had a bulge or hernia disc or anything like that, you know, that kind of gnaws at you, uh, you know, it can kind of gnaw at you all day, and then when it starts to affect your grip and things like that, it, it, it yeah. uh, can be annoying. So that that literally was was immediately um resolved my lower back you know i after i got over the initial soreness um for a week or so uh i really started feeling like it just felt strong again like i like i would throw my back i would could throw my back out a few times a year like doing something as silly as like pushing my bed against the wall using my thighs first thing in the morning without thinking of, <laughs> right you know what i'm saying and like ah oh, you <laughs> like ah. and It just feels strong. It doesn't feel like it's compromised or like I could, it could kind of like, you know, you know, slip out at any moment doing something silly. So, and that's built some confidence to get back and do some of those things like some squatting and deadlifting that I kind of would, would kind of, uh, not do for fear of, you know, just aggravating something. Yeah. So. So those two things like really really were good. The shoulder, you know, if I'm being honest, um still is a problem. You know, again, I don't know how big the tear was in, in in the in the labrum. Um you know, it's only been 6 months. So it's not like, oh, it you know, this is you know, this is something that you can see results upwards to yeah.
1: You well, you, you may you may need multiple injections, and it may
2: be multiple. You know, and it's listen. This isn't this isn't like the tussin. You know, like Chris Rock used to talk about. You rub it on, you rub some tussin on you, and it's all better, right?
1: <laughs> it's not. You
2: know, listen. This is there's nothing there's nothing in science or medicine. There's guaranteed. I mean, anything, right? I mean, there's enough science behind this to say there's legitimate and it works for a lot of people, uh, but it doesn't mean it works every time and every ailment for every person. You know, and so the shoulder is still coming along. You know, I may have I may have also pushed a little bit too much, getting excited coming out to where maybe you know give it a chance to really heal. You know, and I I could have been guilty of that. So overall, man, I I would you know I would invest that money even if it was the full price again, because my alternative was neck surgery. My alternative was you know wasn't any cheaper, but it was a lot more invasive and 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 side was good. And now that I see that my body responded, it's not to say that, oh, I may never have to go back down to Columbia and get stem cells again. But every time I do, I feel like it's an investment that, you know, that I'm going to see some results from. Um, And again, you know, the one thing I did have, uh, interestingly enough, and I'm not someone who gets sick very often is I had about two, two, three days of, of really like the autoimmune response, like really flu-like symptoms. And for somebody yeah. who doesn't get the flu much, it was miserable. I was like, oh man, yeah. this sucks. But coming out of it, I felt like, man, I'm really good now, right? Like that was a little workout my immune system needed. Yeah. Just, you know, just introduced all these foreign cells. It's exactly. kind of, you know, it's right. it like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, and good. My body, neighborhood. I'm glad my body's like, oh wait, what's going on here? Cause my, you know, my, <laughs> gave a little test make sure you guys are still on your toes all right good right. um but yeah that was really the only thing that coming out of it and it just happened to be around christmas with you know I was doing some of the traveling so that just kind of made it extra miserable but but in and of itself that was the only I guess you'd call side effect and and that actually I thought like you know once it was over I felt like I was even in a better position for especially then when this you know when this virus came along I was like man I was so grateful that I just went down there and done that because I felt like I was given my, you know, just besides my lifestyle choices, I'm not perfect. You know, I like a glass of wine and, you know, a little bit, a little bit of cannabis and these things that maybe would be toxins. But, uh, but for the most part, you know, I live a good lifestyle, but then to, to have these stem cells, uh, you know, that mun- that immunotherapy on top of it, you know, I, I really felt a sense of I don't really need this mask.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's another thing when folks even start going down that path, like, do you even know, This person is walking around without one. Do you even know anything about them and their health? Don't just assume that you know they're going to be compromised or whatever else, and I just, or, or they can compromise you. It's like you don't know everybody where people are at that point. A lot of people don't even know where they are at that point. Some, people, I, you know. So I, my I, thing I, is like try to do your best, you know, to keep your immune system strong. I mean, there's a lot of things I actually cut back on or cut out during this thing, especially when they first started. You know, I, I pull back on you know on, on the scotch. I pull back on the cigars and all that. I Actually, wanted to give my lungs a chance, you know, just to build up a little stronger because I know I'll be around. I might there be a chance I might be around a lot more affected people knowingly now compared to going on my everyday life where I could have been around people affected with who knows what. But now it's just a little bit more hypersensitive to start being aware about like, hmm, you may actually have that. So, but at the same time, I'm not going to change my life because I'm in a business where I still have to, you know, make deemed essential or whatever. I still have to make, I have to be out there around people, especially for what I teach. I have to, I can't be six feet apart really, you know, when you teach someone how to defend themselves and, you know, and how to shoot a gun. You know, so screaming from across the room. All right, man, let me see. You know, OK, you can't do that. You put right. in the there. So, you know, with that being said, I knew I would be and I actually welcome that. Yeah. I like the fact I was going to be around more people. I said, yeah, let me put my immune system to the test. And, and things have been pretty well because, again, I made the adjustment, you know, in doing so because I knew what was going to it. I knew what I was going to be around for the most part. But I'm thinking, like, I'm in a gun range, man. I'm like, you're talking about your respiratory system. We're sitting up here sucking up lead, smelling lead in the air, you know, for at least an hour, two hours at a time. And if you go on a regular, I'm like, that's probably more compromising to your lungs than anything, any type of virus out there right now. But at the same time, you adjust accordingly if you're aware of those things in the moment.
2: I thought I thought a radical idea would have been when when we found out like the first uh Rudy Gobert uh you know bat, the basketball players had it mm-hmm. and they're you know they're going to shut everything down and that's what we did like once I for me once NBA shut down I'm like oh my god they're going to shut everything down because like it was <laughs> like, just, like <laughs> I'm like that, you know, that money maker up? really yeah. you know like, <laughs> up the, yeah okay they're shutting everything down I just <laughs> but. <laughs> I would have done this. What if we would have locked everyone in? What if we would have said, yes. hey, all of our athletes, where else can we get forty and 50,000 of you together at once? Yes. Nowhere. All <laughs> of our athletes are going to go. We're going to put on every sports and wrestling. We're going to fill every stadium, right. but we're also going to take all the beer and the hot dogs and the bullshit out. It's going to be cold-pressed juices. It's going to be <laughs> diet, and, and we're going to all get the shit, and we're going to kick its ass and be done with yeah, it. Get on with our lives. You know? That was it. And we just...
0: You know well, what? what? about the people that are going to die? They were going to die anyway. In fact, we're all going to die oh. anyway. If they're old, they should have ended that event so in the first place. People die. <laughs> This is, this does This is the one thing
2: I keep reminding people, like, when are you gonna stay inside until, until you die? Because that is the end for all of us, we do right. realize. So how do you wanna live, is the question, not how do yeah. you not wanna die? The question exactly. is, how do you wanna live, not how do you not wanna die? Because at the end, you all die. You can't escape it, you can't, put, ten masks won't stop it. Staying inside the rest of your life, oh good, I never got the virus. And now what happened? Well, you die. <laughs> alone <laughs> so that alone we have to be able to balance and we got to get the politics out of it and the propaganda and the bullshit and we have to be able to as a society balance how do we want to live with how do we want to not die and what risks and aversions are we willing to take and what freedoms and liberties are we willing to hand over you know for that And but the one thing is don't be volunteering other people's rights. Like this is an internal problem, not external. Stop being afraid of what your neighbor's doing, or worrying about you know all the external elements, the the boogie virus that's in the air, and really turn the attention inward. Turn turn it to your fridge. Turn it to what you're watching. Turn it to you know your exercising. To your, to turn it internal to what you're doing for you. If we all do that, that's the greatest service we can do for our, for our neighbors. That's the most selfless thing we can do. Not 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 wearing a mask or wearing a mask or washing. Staying in or going out, like all that bullshit.
0: You know, this yeah, I think one of the I think one of the scariest things that during this whole thing is making people have to really reflect and ask themselves, what the fuck am I doing for myself? And I think a lot of people don't have those answers because they've got they've gone so carelessly along and just you know everything's everything's just it is what it is. I'm still breathing, so apparently it had not killed me yet. Whatever lifestyle that they're partaking in, but now they're looking like, oh, the way I've been living could actually aid in killing me a lot faster now with this thing, this virus being out there, exposing all those things. And so I think that's what scares a lot of folks right now. So, and instead of actually doing something, because and it's really easy now because we have the internet. So it's not that hard to go and find ways to improve your lifestyle and, and do that mental checklist. Like, wait, what? I, agree. I, I I don't. I don't think anyone
1: cares to improve their lifestyle. That's what I was heading. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I was heading. Yeah. That's what I was saying. You know, even though all the information is there, but they're thinking like, oh, you know, it's just it's a lot easier for me to tell Austin that what he needs to do instead of me sure. telling Sincere what I need to work on. You know, it's a lot easier to be a Karen than actually go out and do, do what you do. It's easier to snitch on him like, oh, Austin's
1: walking out without a mask. I need to call the 1-800 hotline. Look, the you know, people, so the people I see wearing masks every day, these are not healthy looking people. In no, fact, I saw, like, I saw a guy yesterday at CVS who looked like he was eight months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, he looks like he's never had a healthy meal in his life. Ever. I don't think this guy's ever eaten anything that's remotely healthy. Yet he, he tripped, had this, he, tripped, he had a horrible. Maybe that's the benefit mask. of the mask. Maybe that mask is gonna be such a deterrent now. He can't eat like he used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, gonna slow it down. It's too much it's of Kind a of like amusement. why the Chinese <laughs> made,
0: chop- made chopsticks. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's good.
1: That's a good point. Maybe we shouldn't be encouraging people to wear masks because they'll be eating less. You know, they'll, they'll lose exactly. some body. during Why did you
2: tell that guy, like, hey, bro, like, I appreciate it, but like, I'm not worried about my health. Like, I'm not worried about you getting me sick. So there's no reason to get yourself more sick by wearing that mask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it hard to breathe in that thing? I had to wrestle under a mask a couple times. Miserable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Get me out of this thing. Look at the Luchador. Is like, dude, how y'all is do to, that? It's hard to breathe. One of those things on. That's this, for sure. This
2: pillowcase over your face and walk around your house. <laughs> and Does that feel like it's
1: healthy? I don't know. That's me. Just wear, <laughs> wear a motorcycle helmet. It, don't time. cut
2: eye holes in it. What the hell are you doing, Jesus? That's what I said. All right, this is. I'm waiting for them to recommend plastic bags over our head. Like, ah, oh, this will help everyone. Uh, yes,
0: well, for some people that will be an improvement.
1: Never
2: <laughs> mind, never mind the collateral
0: damage. But it, I, we guarantee you won't get the virus. There's some fetish people out there right now. Like, oh, oh, now you guys are all into putting mat- putting plastic bags yeah. over your head now. Asphyxiation is a thing now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, man. Who knows where it's getting, going?
1: Getting back to this stem cell place, what else is uh, is offered down there? You mentioned intravenous vitamin therapy. We got the stem cells. Hey, listen, what a PRP stuff like that. What else is offered over there?
2: Uh, we don't really do PRP. Um, you know, but there's a lot of things again, like the hair, like, you know, like the hair that we've done, you know. They do PRP for hair a lot of places, and now we just can do things like with stem cells. Instead how, of does, how does that
1: work for hair? They, they put the stem cells in your head, or how does it oh, go? I, I I'm,
2: And I haven't had it done or talked to anyone, but I'm pretty sure from what I've seen that, yeah, it's it's, just app, it's an application um, of, of putting it in the scalp, right? Hmm. Uh, and, again, kind of slight application of the stem cells. Um, you know, it's really, it's really not, it's not so much of how many different ways they can administer it or it's really of all the different ailments that it really has the potential to help a lot of autoimmune right, right. disease. Right, right. And any, any, for guys like me in my industry, you know, just even the wear and tear of the hips and the knees, or again, if I was a basketball player and I, you know, and I've run up and down that court enough to know that, you know, and, and trust me now, I, I still want to play a game of 21 and I quickly realized the impact and the toll that basketball takes on you with that running and jumping on your joints, your hips, your knees, your, your ankles. Right. So it's just that in of itself, inflammation in and of itself, you know, arthritis, these type of things, you know, I, it, it, so many different areas of the chronic pain to then yeah. your, then your autoimmune disease. Um, and then, to, again, skin rejuvenation, you know, they can, they can, you know, these are healthy new cells, you know, that can help. So, I mean, they do applications, um, uh, you know, I think for females, you know, or guys, I suppose, for, you know, I think for, you know, face or wrinkles or more of the cosmetic realm of things. Um, but really my focus for me, where I'm looking at is, is mm-hmm. the health and wellness, you know, s- s- sector. Not, not, and n- nothing wrong with that. But for me, that's, you know, for me, obviously with my background of being an athlete and being in pro wrestling, um, that I'm really, you know, I'm in contact with people who need it because, you know, they got bad backs, their quality <laughs> of life sucks, backs, they're beat up, you know. Or again, you know, I imagine sincere, you know, you in
0: law enforcement, I, I no, um, fire, um, firearms instructor,
2: firearms instructor. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, you go. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, there're there a lot of people in that
0: there're a lot of people that come into this that have these pre-existing conditions that makes sure. it very hard for them to be mobile in a defensive situation. Yeah. It, it makes them think like, well, if I get in a situation, I'm just going to grab my firearm. I'm like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "Look at you, dude." It's like, you know, you can barely you can barely walk quickly for 5 yards. I said, what happens if someone's attacking you and you have to run and then take cover or something like that? I said, dude, you're not going to make it. You know, I've seen people with hip issues. I've seen people with knee issues. And the thing is, coming from a fitness background over into this industry, there's a lot of things that as far as when I'm – Instructing someone or teaching someone that I bring from just uh, looking at just the human mechanics, because that I think that's like one of the biggest things that's missing in this industry. There's a lot of guys that come over; they're all young and healthy or whatever, and they're telling guys, "Oh, you need to do this, this, and this." But the majority of people that truly want to defend, you know, be in a position where they can defend themselves, they're an older population, or they're somebody that's not out there and the athletic. These just people who sit down for like hours upon a time at a desk or at home and they don't have the most, they don't have the healthiest lifestyle. So and the reason why a lot of them want to defend themselves, is because they feel like, well, I can't fight with anyone. I'm, I'm out of shape and I'm not going to even sit there and bother with that. But I'm yeah. like, dude, when it comes to saving your life, you're going to have to fight. It's a fight, you know, one way or the other. And so let's just start, let's just start working on some things now besides this. So I even tell them just about just their breathing. I said, even if you have shortness of breath, that affects the way you shoot. That affects the way you, you know, you, even tussle with someone and have hand to hand combat with someone. I said, if you, especially when you throw in adrenaline and panic, I said, so if you even have control of that, I said, I said, yeah, people, I said, I tell people off the bat, you might think that the way I approach this and instruct is hokey. I said, but you'll come to appreciate it when I bring things because it'll make a lot of sense. Even mm-hmm. just the way they stand. I'm like, yeah, you can't see them square up with your feet side by side and you're bent all forward doing what I call tactical turtle, you know, when you're pointing at a target. I said, no, I said, it's natural to be in an athletic stance. So therefore you can move. So if you need to step out to the left, right, front, forward, or backwards, you know, it's a lot easier. I said, but if you send it squared up and you already have issues, you got a bad hip and bad knees. Can you imagine trying to turn all of a sudden when someone jumps in front of you when you're like that? So. So, yeah. So even in this industry. You know, there are people that still need to address a lot of their physical ailments and they could benefit from this as well, because I, I feel like they'll be a lot more confident to be able to defend themselves when they know that their body is also in tune with what they're thinking, with their mindset at the same well, time, because if they're not in line. You're in trouble no matter what you're doing, what industry or what, you know, whether it's sports, you know, whether it's just go, like I said, going out there, protecting yourself against those ailments out there. You yeah. Know, we don't know. You know. And, and that's the
2: thing is we're seeing it's in, and, and something I've realized too. Obviously I, I focus in on, on athletes and things of that sort because it's, it's my background, but mm-hmm. the general public, as you're, just as you're saying that the, they're dealing with chronic pain and, and, and just health issues on, on, a regular. So uh, everyone can benefit from, from taking an overall yeah. approach of, uh, and, and that's what I like about bioaccelerators, the fact that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to, you know, focus on also your diet, try to give you some, some blueprints and at least some information so that you then can, because here's what I've realized is that when you're going to fly to Columbia and you're going to invest, uh, you know, a good amount of money into your health and spend the time down there, right. you're, for most of these people, this is the most invested they're ever going to be in. they they're actually going to be in their health and their wellness. Yeah. So what a great opportunity for us as a company to to give them also like, well, here's something you can do for your fitness if you don't have a plan that anybody can do without needing a gym. You can do it right in your house. Here's, you know, here's a, here's some diet protocol and some information you can kind of use as a guide so that you start to understand about inflammatory diet and anti-inflammatory diet and how inflammatory diets are really the the, the very core of all your, your diseases and and, and pains. So it's not just about, you know, come on down and get some stem cells. Thanks. It's about really investing in these people's health because we have them down there at a time where they're obviously showing that they're they're invested in it too. So let's so let's give them a holistic approach and let's give them as many tools as we can so they can walk out of there feeling great because that that obviously reflects well as a company for us. But that's really our goal. Right, that's yeah. why that's why we're doing
1: this. No, they'll, they'll get better results from the stem cells too. I mean, if you have a low inflammation levels, low C-reactive protein, low homocysteine, you're going to respond much better to the stem cells than if you have really elevated markers of, of inflammation. It's exactly. It's why I
2: tell you not to drink, you know, don't drink alcohol because well, we're going to give you all these cells and then if you drink alcohol then it's going to kill all the cells i mean it's right like,
3: right do exactly. it, like,
2: you know we're we, we need to give you the, the the best information and the best you know tools we can to be successful that's you know and so that means yeah we're going to promote we're going to promote a, a anti-inflammatory diet which would be mostly plant-based do we expect everyone is going to now just go vegan of course not and that's not even an agenda and that's not even a, a word or a term that's in there because it has nothing to do with it you know but you know, with my background and being plant-based now for 20 years, like I knew the advice they were giving me as a patient said that they were obviously knowledgeable about that. And then I just came in there and said, "Well, let's expand on that and really give them a full, a full kind of a plan and a guide that they can now implement, maybe." A month before they go down and a few months after they leave and maybe keep some of those keep some of those rituals moving forward, you know, because they see the benefits. Right. Uh, So it's really cool, you know, to to really try to attack it. Because it is your health isn't just one thing. It's not just hitting it's not just doing the gym, it's not just taking supplements, it's not just what you eat, you know, it's not just stem cells, it's not just a pill. You know, it's it's you know, it's really this combination and for everyone it's different, you know, but you have to you have to be able to be mind you know, have an open mind to look at all the different parameters and invest in all of them.
0: Yeah, one thing about that, I mean, when you're going and doing this, you'll definitely see this as an investment in your health. And when people are invested in something, I mean the key word here is vested, you know, in that word right yeah. there. So their That's point expensive. they they have a lot more to gain from it than just going to just say, just going and doing their general, their yearly checkup here in America. And, you know, you get the same things like, oh, man, you need to start a diet and, you know, a diet program and a fitness program. Sure. And then, you know, here you go. And also, your, high blood, your blood pressure's up. So here, here's a prescription for that. And yeah. they send you on your way after you've been sitting in the office for two hours waiting. And then it's like a 10, 15-minute, you know, meeting with the doctor. And then you're on your way to the, you know, to the pharmacy to pick up some pills. And you get a general, very basic, you know, if you even get that, instruction on on a diet and exercise program and now you're pretty much expected by yourself to do that well dude i wasn't doing that before i saw you what makes you think i'm gonna do it after i leave you especially after I've only seeing you for 15 minutes whereas right. like i said you know you're going down here to columbia you're there for probably about a week or whatever and it's you know you're First of all, your mindset is already changed because it is like a vacation. It's like a wellness vacation from yeah. what I've seen on the video. So that's already changing your mindset. And because yeah. now you're not hearing the stress and the rat race of America where, you know, you got to sit there and work 50, 60 hours a week just to make ends meet and things like that. You're actually relaxing, man, and, you know, you're in a much cleaner environment. And so now you, the stress is already being reduced, you know, and so that's already helping to reduce inflammation or get, at least putting you in a much better physical state as well. You know, for the for the procedure. So, and you know, I think that's very it's very smart by doing that. And when people they spend that week and they're thinking like, okay, okay, first of all, yeah, minus you know the anxiety of thinking like, oh, I'm about to get the procedure. Prior to that, it's like, man, I was, I probably never felt so relaxed. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are saying they probably never felt so relaxed yeah. during that week. You know, and then when they get back, they're like, oh, okay, that's so that's what they, relaxation feels like. I want more have, of that. Yeah. <laughs> they've never been, a, they've never been allowed to feel
2: it's okay to just focus on their own health and, and wellness, right? Because like in this country, like even things like massage, have a connotation of luxury or exactly. weakness as opposed yeah. to maintenance as opposed to like my god like if we all got massages like we got haircuts to keep our yeah. line right. i mean
1: before before this whole thing started i was getting i've been getting a massage once a week for a year since 2014 and this i re- researched the massage when i was in my 20s i didn't have the budget to incorporate it in then but once i started making money that was always something i wanted to experiment with just getting it every week not when you're really beat up and you do it right. once a month or less often. Yeah. The real benefits come from once a week. If you can do it yeah. once a week, you notice a huge, because you're breaking down all of the damage that you've done that week. So it doesn't, it, up, it doesn't build up. It doesn't accumulate. Yeah. You, you you
2: don't wait till the problem is there. You keep the problem. From you're ever-
1: fixing things also. If you have a good practitioner, she goes, look, you've got, you're working this area a little bit too much. Your lower backs on this side is more inflamed than normal so you're getting feedback on that's, what you modify as well absolutely and 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 that and that and so you know for me one of the
2: travesties is that chiropractic is covered under you know insurance and, and it's considered doctors but massage isn't and it's you know um yeah no <laughs> because really the 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 you know, chiropractor is great, but it only it's only addressing the skeletal issue, which is attached to the muscular issue. So you're only right. dealing with half the problem. And, and a lot of times, if you actually deal with the muscular issue, the skeletal issue goes away. And and yeah, that's and-
1: why I, I like active release technique practitioners. I don't know if you've had yes. any ART treatments. Those, bit, those, yeah. those are the only kind of chiropractors that go to because yep. they're not just adjusting you. A chiropractor is going to be the same thing every time you go. They adjust you and. All right, you could be He's like, just i got good pain for a day, maybe. You don't always need no, them. Even, well, never, does anyone ever feel better after an adjustment? No. I, I never have. <laughs> I don't feel Rubik's good, like when they're about to get yeah. it. I mean, you, <laughs> feel, you feel like something useful is happening because you hear all this crack and so you forth. Just but but not, you don't feel any different <laughs> walking out like, oh, man, my back feels so much better now. You well, could have a pain okay. in your left foot, yeah. and they're going to say, okay, let me adjust your spine. It's not specific. It's not precise. Well, active release technique, you go in there, they look at your movement patterns, they look at, I mean, that stuff is extremely effective. I had this pain shooting all the way down my right arm a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, the guy I go to is still open. I went in there after one session, 50% reduction. By the end of the week, it was completely gone and it stayed gone. Now that's the difference between someone who's a physical therapist as opposed to someone and there's good chiropractors out there, but they're usually they usually have gone way beyond just their chiropractic training. They've done an ART course, if they've done something similar, they've done an additional physical therapy courses. So they have a much more comprehensive offering.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy that I again, so in two thousand I think it was eleven like ish twelve, um, during my, during my time with, uh, Impact Wrestling, it was called TNA then, uh, I tore a disc in my lower back. I got an annular tear and I did it as I was kind of getting a good push of the company that, you know, I was about to become the world champion. And so I didn't really, I couldn't tell anybody, you know, I couldn't say, oh, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> you know, I, um, yeah, I, I, I actually confided in Hulk, uh, about it. Um, again, we were, we, we lived pretty close to each other at that point, uh, in Clearwater. And we're working together and I, and so he turned me on to, to his guy that he had had forever, uh, John Moran. And again, he's, he's a pain, I call him a pain, pain management doctor because there's cause really, you a, a, can't call him a massage guy. You can't call him, like, you can't put him in a, he just, if you, you're in pain, like he just fixes it. And, uh, but again, it was mostly uh, to have a guy like that, that, that's well versed in understanding in the different techniques of how to really get to the root of the problem. And a lot of it is misbalances or, and a lot of it's muscular and you start getting in there and letting the mus, the you know the the, the really tight wound muscles release and the body will want to correct itself you know uh, but yeah he kept me up right for a, he kept me up right for a year as I fought through that and and as it you know slowly got better but uh uh without that
1: I would have been in a bad spot I'll tell you that yeah, that's, that's rough when you can't even talk about something. I mean, they should have people on site, you know, to help you. Well, so. I mean, well, the I mean thing is, like, me. well, I'm pretty I, sure if you bring it up, it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure just from a liability
0: standpoint, especially when you talk to one, talk about someone, let's just say like WWE or someone, you know, and they're looking at that liability standpoint, like, oh, okay, you need to pull back. Cause I, I even saw them kind of doing that, like with people with concussions, yeah. you know, and especially like with like Alexa Bliss and, and Becky and all them, yeah. you know, especially Alexa, you know, just it just seems like, She's like a, a concussion magnet, you know. And, well, I mean, but again. But, you know, they read, listen, they've
2: had to, be, be, because it's become this, you know, because of. Giant. What, what, well, just because of what, what it's become. And I'm not saying it's, it's bad. I mean, they're going to go out of their way to overprotect talent. Right. I got more concussions in my, I got more quote unquote concussions. Um, in my 18 month run there, than I did my whole 18 years before that. When I would consider a concussion, where I would need to take two weeks off, I understand why they do it, and I'm not saying I don't appreciate because I mean, listen, you need to protect me from me because I'm gonna go out there with I'll drag leg out there, dude. That's just how you know that's that's that kind of old old mentality. Rub some dirt on and get out there.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a ref in the UFC. They're there to protect you from yourself. Assuming they're doing a good (laughs) job.
2: Thing. But so in my situation, Mike, like for me, this was my big break in my career. A place that previously hadn't seen a lot of value in me that I left because of that. I came back, and within a year of a, a lot of hard work and kind of organic um, love from the fans because yeah. of it, I was being put in a position to be the world heavyweight champion and uh by the way I've never been two hundred pounds in my life. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> okay. a little I was like listen, you packed on a lot of size. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so understand that I, you know I was trying to actively I was that was probably the biggest I'd been. Um you know I was putting some size on pretty quick. I was probably about one ninety five and I'm only legit like I on a good day uh five eight, if I've got my shoes on uh you know. Uh, I I was I used to be a legit five eight before wrestling. Now i now I've lost my half eight. <laughs> five eight like, now. I eight mean, six I'm five seven in a smidge, you know, or something like that. I'm five nine in my boots. Uh so that's not a lie. Depends on,
1: how, depends on how many edibles you 've had, then you might feel like you 're six three well, I always feel like I'm,
2: I always feel like i'm six three that's that 's why people hate me so much that's why because I, I have to i I, I walk around like i 'm carrying two invisible suitcases bro or what do you <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean listen, so I was now trying to again i'm i'm carrying around probably fifteen pounds twenty pounds more than i 'm probably used to at that time. And still kind of moving in the ring like I do, and I just took a bad bump in a in a uh, a pay per view match with Samoa Joe, and it wasn't anything specific. He's just a big dude. he yeah. came down to a bad angle, kind of a bump, instead of a flat bump. And I did something, and I jammed something in my lower back, and I was like, "Oh man!" Ugh. And so that really hurt. And like I remember that later that night, I had to go do a a, 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 a promo, like a live promo backstage. And I and by the time I I got back to the locker room, the locker room was probably like I mean, a good hundred yards It was like like around the arena, you know, the back of the arena, like around the other side, and like they had to wheel me in an office chair. I was no way I was gonna make it. I couldn't walk with my back. I was, I was like, just put me in this chair, I'm not gonna get there in time. It's live <laughs> shot. You know, it was like a pre tape, like I gotta hit the live, like after the match, we'll cut live to you. Well, I wasn't gonna be there. Right. You're gonna wheel me over there. And so I did it and I and but so I let it heal a little bit, and I was feeling better. Still a little sore after a week. Um, that was a pay per view, so we, you know, we got through, you know. And so I had a little time off, and uh I went to the gym. And I'm like, all right, I was going to test it out, and I literally bent over to just pick up the the empty bar, just like warm up, and I just crumpled to the ground. Like I, I not that's when I actually tore the disc. You know, the thing was, man, I, there was no way. I, in in this industry, dude, not everyone. Gets to that position to cement themselves to to be able to make money and and actually like see the fruits of their labor or become the the champion of where they are at any sort of platform at that time. We were on Spike television drawn over yeah. a million viewers like we you know we and so. This for me was everything I've been working for, and a validation of every time I walked away from a place that didn't see the value in me. You know, when I had to tell them, "I'm sorry," you get, you know, when they when they looked at me or my stature or or whatever, and and they and then they pigeonholed me as what I was supposed to be, and I said, and I had to tell them, "I'm sorry, you got the wrong motherfucker," excuse my language, and and had to walk away, you know, and and be willing to do that to believe in yourself. Like so, that for me, that's what this was, and I wasn't gonna let, I wasn't gonna let what basically was a lot of pain shelved me because I wasn't at a risk to my, you know, like, it was a torn disc, man. Like, it's torn disc. What am I going to do? You know, the pain was from the fluid leaking in and just, you know, it was like, it was pain. It was pain management. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, as long as I go out there and perform and it wasn't affecting my performance noticeably, I wasn't like I was lying to people or hiding it. I just didn't feel the need to disclose it because I wasn't going to let this opportunity go to somebody else and they weren't going to hold it for me until I was feeling better. I just had to do what I had to do. And honestly, I'm kind of proud of that run for that, you know, like some of those matches I had knowing what I was kind of fighting through. And I had some pretty physical matches, ladder match with Jeff Hardy and some yeah, stuff. That like was,
0: That was a classic right there, man.
2: That, you know, like no one else really knew or not many people knew that on top of that, like I wasn't going in there, you know, even close to a hundred percent. I was already going in that match in a lot of pain and, and I hadn't been able to be in the gym and I lost a lot of that size. And, uh, but you know what? Like, that is the weird world of pro wrestling, dude. Um, and, and uh, yeah, man, it, it, it is good that it's changed in a way that there's more measures and to protect us from ourselves or that guys don't feel like they're going to maybe lose their opportunity if they can't fight through an injury. And that's probably like, you know, I started this in 2000, and there was a little different mindset from, yeah. from you know, I I trained with Eddie Sharkey. You know, you just saw him pop up in the Road Warriors' uh, (laughs) side of the ring doc. You know, so, like, I had an old-school mentality of it a little bit, and I carry that with me even through sports when I grew up. You know, I would rub some dirt on it, get back out there, the team needs you. Uh, You know, and I don't know, man. I think maybe we're missing a little bit of that from society, and we've maybe overcorrected the pendulum has swung a little bit too much where everyone – You know, now, yeah, it's gone beyond, it's gone beyond everybody gets a ribbon, but everybody has to be coddled and told they did a good job while they get the ribbon, even if they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's so soft and there's so like no fight. And I, and I don't know if it, is it systematically that they just want to have a bunch of docile compliant, People would be rather like comfortably compliant and docile than, than, you know, stand up for themselves and have any fight to them or have any set of balls. Yeah, man. I, I wonder that, you know, like, you know, with all this misgenderment and all this type of stuff that frankly, like, I didn't grow up at a time. Like, there wasn't so many choices. There wasn't so much confusion. Right. There wasn't so many hormones being pumped into us from, from day one with the, the milk and all this shit. I don't know. I feel bad for today's youth because of, because they're in this dilemma. But I wonder, like, you know, like, is it, is it to just kind of, kind of neutralize a lot of things
1: that, you know. Well, now, now, now it's okay to be anything you want to be except masculine. If except, you're masculine, except, that's a problem. Yeah. Or, right, start and,
0: or, or just, just being responsible, even, even on the, on the ones that identify as female side, even just to take responsibility for yourself, you know, even, even through all this, you know, I, it's always funny when people are like, oh, you're not going, you know, once again, coming back to the mask thing, you're not going to wear one. I'm like, well, it's my body, my choice, right? Mm-hmm. And then you say it to any female that's coming at you, then they can't really not, say anything. Exactly. It just stops them in their tracks. I'm like, well, you said it. I'm just, uh, I'm agreeing with you, <laughs> you know, so I think what it comes to is just like really this, this, it's like this thing now to not be responsible for yourself. And so there's, it's so much easier just to say, like, oh, well, it's this and it's that and it's choosing this. Well, I, I mean, I had no choice in this. I was born this way. He's like, okay, so you you can't take some responsibility and actually take charge of your life? Well, no, because it's just not set up that way. You know, it's just the system. It's this. It's, it's always some type of excuse. It's always some type of excuse. Instead, of, and, and that's what happens also when everyone gets rewarded for everything. So if something doesn't work out, then it can't be their fault. That's why I want everything. uh And that's why I think and
2: I've I've been saying to a lot of my friends is is this topic is always coming up. But I think right now, especially in this country, the people are being lulled to sleep over what the financial fallout is going to be from shutting down our economy. And I think it's in part because they're in denial that they're not entitled to having things And so they so they're not realizing that that very well. And I don't know. And maybe and and I've been reading some articles, honestly, that have been very interesting lately to say, like, maybe this is where we have this whole um, shift. Into where maybe the ideas of socialism, which when I grew up was this big swear word that I never quite understood. Cause I thought, the, cause I thought if the right people were kind of the overseers that had like a good heart, like that's kind of not a bad idea, right? Like it's just if, if it's greed, you know, it's, it's not about stifling anybody's dreams. It's just about making sure at a certain level people aren't getting taken advantage of so everyone can still have one, you know, like, um, but now, I think some of these ideas, when you start talking about minimum standard living wage and all these things are ideas that two generations ago like we weren 't allowed to think about because they were the connotation to them was different i 'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I think it's interesting that while we're while there's a guy like me at forty years old going man like it 's going to be like this, and what 's going to happen with this?" The reality is, is the generation that kind of controls the narrative might say, well, no, it's going to be like this. Like, we're just going to forgive all the debt.
0: Like, yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> like yeah. and, just, it's so funny because the up, ones we're who were so that so like, against it are the ones that are in support of these stimulus checks and all that. It's so funny to see someone is so hardcore <clears throat> conservative and like, oh, everything is socialism. But they're the ones like happily taking that twelve hundred dollar check. I don't I'm like, anybody, or but yeah, when they start talking about giving people two two thousand a month, even though that I don't think that's gonna, you know, they're gonna pass that. But yeah. they're welcoming that because they say it needs to stimulate the economy. I say, you do understand that's that's uni- you know that's universal basic income, right? That's pretty much yeah. how that works. I'm like, that's. <laughs> so. I guess
2: my whole argument to that sincere is like, but wait a minute, is that just saying like, give me some of my money back? Like, <laughs> and then there's money? that too. like, <laughs> to <work laughs> my dad. I was like, but dad, like. You're like, oh, well, welfare is this. And it's like, that's just, that's my money. Give me my money back. Like, you guys, if you guys haven't created a system where I don't need it, like, I wish I didn't right. need it. Well, they're just lazy. Well, because I don't want to work my ass off for eight bucks an hour. Or tw- <laughs> I don't work my ass off and still be poor while this dude's buying another jet. Like, yeah, give me my money back. Like, you, you talk about welfare like it's some handout. I paid for It's my money. <laughs> exactly. That's another thing. <laughs> my money like, back. I'm getting my money back. look at back. it like <laughs> that. Now it's what a, a rebate. That's how I look at it. Like, like, <laughs> that, you took it from me to begin with with. You. Oh, the audience of me to ask me, like hey, can I have some of that shit back? I'm, I'm struggling over here. I gave you too much of my
0: money. I didn't have as much as I thought. Uh, well, it really goes back to, you know, there's just, you, you can't just sit there and be all in on one side. It can't be percent conservative, one hundred percent socialist, you know, communist. It's like there's a mixture of it all, and, and that's the only way that we can actually exist. Yeah. It's going to be a mix of it. It's just what happens when, the, when it gets too unbalanced, that, that it's so pronounced that, that people are like, oh my God, there's too much capitalism going on, well, or too much I, this going on. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, more- people,
1: people like socialism when it serves them. Exactly. An example of that is I was talking to a retired police officer. He's been getting his pension for pension. years. Yeah. That's socialism. Yeah, it He's is. He's getting paid for nothing. He's I don't get paid, paid for to do- nothing. <laughs> right. No one pays me anything if I don't produce. I mean, every You know, my income is a very honest income because every dollar I make can be accounted for. No one's just sending me money. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a guy. Now, look, I'm I'm not saying that. This is necessarily a bad thing that people who put in time in a pretty dangerous job get some kind of compensation. But don't take that compensation and then tell me that you're against socialized medicine or 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 anything or any kind of payout to anyone because you're taking money for nothing. Now, we could you could argue the other side, such as Austin's point of, hey, look, that's my money that I paid you in taxes. So I'm just getting it back. But I'm not getting anything back as a business owner. When I stop doing this business, it's not going to be like, hey, Mike, you know what? You did a great job with your business. Yeah, I mean, we're going to continue to pay you until you die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? here's, why, here's what you used to make when you were working, so we're going to give you a fourth of that for the rest of your okay. life. A good well, example of that is like, oh, look at politicians. But, but they, fair, they're going to
2: draw you a check you work, forever. You work for yourself, and if your boss wanted to give you a pension, he could. He would just put some money away so that when you retired, you'd have it. I mean, that that would be the logic behind it. That's the difference between working for a company that has something set up to do it for its workers or being your own boss. I'm not saying right or wrong. No, but, you're right. You have to do it for
1: yourself, which I do. You have, and, I, I mean, and our, and um, I get, I'm in the
2: same boat oh, you are. So, like, I'm on, I'm on okay. your side of that. Like, but I'm, you know, yeah. My, I think, I think that really, the and the, because everything we're talking about, I keep coming back to the same interesting point. And I think what you said is almost hits on the head. The problem is. Is we're supposed to sum this up in either one or two stances, and I don't think if you asked a Republican or a Democrat right now what their political like beliefs were, that anything that's going on would align with anything that's happening on either side. It's it's a complete mismatch. But because we're not allowed to have any other any other thought of a system, we're trying to figure out like, well, no, this isn't socialism. It is. Well, this is communism. Capitalism. This (laughs) this is capitalism. Like, well, we're, we're we're trying to fit these like you know. Octagons into a into a square, like or not even, a, you know, like there's more than four sides of this. The, there's this eight sided piece we keep trying to shove in this four sided square, and we're never gonna make it fit. We're just gonna keep arguing over, no, but this is This is this kind of square. It's like, is that a square? Like, is that a fucking square? Yeah. And- And so we don't – I think maybe what comes out of this and where I'm going to try to keep finding these silver lines of, okay, like if ultimately no one person, no matter how much money or how many television stations he owns or newspapers he he owns like or vaccines or patents he owns or airtime he gets, no one guy can make us people do anything, right? And like ultimately like the power of the people is always going to be greater than anyone, and so maybe out of this is we realize, like, this whole thing is, needs to be scrapped. And what we really have is in all these old archaic ideas of things that are bad and like we're, we're not this simple of people and this isn't that simple a time. Right. And, and, the, and, and to stop dividing everybody by these bullshit lines that don't even exist because what you're fighting over, you're not even making any sense. You don't even stand for what you think you stand for. The libertarians are the ones right now shouting at everybody else to give up their liberties and they don't even realize it. Yeah, I'm I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal, I'm liberal minded, I, and, and but yet I want, I want everyone to just hand over liberty for the greater good.
0: Uh, I was, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, what, what, what's what's the know, libertarian? What's the libertarian no, that's, that's actually argument? Just, well, actually, to. no, that's actually, that's more the liberals are saying. I'm that. sorry, I, mean, I meant the don't. liberals, say it, but libertarians yeah. look looking at both I, sides. I, like, dude, okay. are y'all all you all fucking kidding me right now? It's just like they're looking at you know Republicans like dude, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then they're looking at you know liberty, like dude. At the end of the day, liberty doesn't fit either one of what both of you are screaming at each other about. It's like stop and think for a second. You're giving us some things that you're not going to get back. No matter what. I know you feel safe over here. And I know you want to get the economy going because of this. And you want to give up a little something. But just know that whatever you're giving up, it's going to be a lot harder to get it back. And, and that's what I think the hardcore left or right side is not thinking about with this. It's like they're all ready to give up something just to feel better, feel their their point of their part of safety. And that's the thing about it. And then each one thinks that they're the only ones that's thinking about the safety of everyone. But I'm like, you're think thinking about the safety of yourself. You just actually have a bunch of other people parroting what you're saying here. But everyone's saying things, what's safe and what's going to work. But no one's asking what's really going to be safe. And that's I think it's where what we're talking about right now. We're those folks kind of sitting in the middle asking these questions mm-hmm. and then asking them when these people make these statements like, OK, so really, in, you ask them a question, you hopefully, they stop and think about what they're saying. It's like, yeah, but is that really that? Then what's, what's the long, what's the long game for what you're saying, right? Well, no, no, no. We're talking about right now. So, see, that's the problem. That's why so many people are effed up right now. Because everybody's thinking about right now. You know, everything, even when they're, even when you talk about their diets or whatever, you know, everybody's thinking about right now, like, oh, you know what? Right now I'm broke. I need to go ahead and get this value pack meal at Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, because I need to, you know, I just, I, I can't go and sit and dine in somewhere, so I'm going to stop and get this. It's just temporary until I can go to my my other restaurant that I like that's that's got maybe, quote, unquote, better quality food. But this is what I have to deal with right now, okay? But I'm just like, yeah, but you could have been cooking right now as well, <laughs> you know, instead of just going do the it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have time for that.
2: And and, and, and so, and I guess, because, you know, when I, I find it most effective is I try not to blame the people too much because I believe we're all products of our environment and the system around us. And if, if at any point in our life, someone had put Learning how to cook or grow food as an important thing as as getting followers or, or blue check marks. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> you know, like, we all are, and I think the biggest thing we should take out of this, and why I keep going back to it's a scam, why government's a scam, because if it wasn't, like, where's the leadership, and why they lead us, why they keep leading us down these, these, these destructive paths, but they're the only ones who have the, the solution. Right. And so, you know, we don't have, we don't, we don't even have people who know how to cook, much less how to, how to actually grow their own
0: food. Grow food. food. Exactly. Or even, even those that, you know, we always, we bring up people that that love to eat meat, but I say, well, are you willing to go out and kill it yourself? Right. (laughs) You know, are you willing to go hunt and do that? Because I'm pretty sure your outlook would change a little differently. It would
2: would reduce the amount of meat they ate because they wouldn't want (laughs) to do it very often.
0: Exactly. Because I don't care who you are, you know, the smell of death, you know, is not that great, and it sticks with you, especially if you're not, you know, built that way. And the majority of people these so- days times are so technologically advanced, they're not built that way. There are some people, like are all the hunters I know, they've been doing it all their life, okay, and – and they're not the ones that are sitting there over consuming for the most part. They're thinking like, okay, i this is what I, this is what I caught. This is what I'm eating. This is what I had left. And actually, you know, I got some extra. Hey, you know, my neighbor, my buddy over here, I'm giving something to him. I'm like, see, that's, that's kind of going down a road where things are a lot better than, you know, just going in and buying, you know, you can buy 20 pounds, you know, for this price. If you buy, you know, if you buy four or five more packages of this meat because it's on sale this week, do you really need all that meat? You're a family of two. And why are you buying meat for a family of 10? Well, it was on sale. You know, that's where things kind of like, ah, because we're not thinking. We're thinking like, oh, it's a good deal. Is it? Yeah. Is it really gonna, Is it really a good deal? I'll give
1: you three times the amount of carcinogens for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it was on sale, man. <laughs> your, your, your medical bills will be a lot lower, lower yeah. because you're shaving 30 years off your lifespan. <laughs> well, <Yeah. that's> true. <laughs> right? so I mean, it's all about
0: perspective. Yeah. <laughs> And guess what? I'm kind of happy. Like, well, you're going to cost me a lot less tax-wise because you won't be around very long. So I'm getting a little bit of a, an incentive as well by you getting ready to kill yourself a lot faster. But then there's medicine that's keeping them alive a lot longer, so therefore I'm still paying for that too. So now we got to have a talk, dude, about you and all this The, med- stuff.
1: the medicine's only going to work so much. and it's, That's why we're going to see continual decline in average lifespan. That's just going to happen. It's already happening, but it's going to well, continue exactly. to happen because the medications – Worked for people such as my mother's generation to an extent because right. she ate health, fairly healthy and she exercised and then she got older. She needed some assistance with certain medications. Fine. So that worked to some extent. Even then it didn't work. There, there were better options, but that was the option that she chose. Right. It's going to get to the point where I don't care how many medications you're on. Your, de- Your health is in such a declined state that it's not going to make it. It's not going to prolong your life at all. Then, you know, that's the direction. And and, and, and here's the
0: flip of that. Here's the flip of that. Like with your mom or let's say my mother, whatever. The thing about them, they didn't necessarily start off from day one, their first breath, unhealthy. You know, a lot of them, it just came along because just the lifestyle and the way technology and everything changed along the way. And the food became no longer. Well, it was no longer food. It became all these experiments. Or whatever. But when they started off, it was actually they had a bit of a fighting chance. But now with these current generations, they're starting from day one in the womb, already taking in things that are already unhealthy from just from their carrier, their parent. At that time, and then it's not even if the parents are doing their best to be healthy, they're still surrounded by a toxic environment, where there's metals in the air and things like that, and they have to deal with all those situations while they're carrying the child. So, like I said, they're already starting off fighting illness before they even get out here in the first place. Whereas our parents pretty much they had a little bit of a bit of a fighting chance. They had a lot less outside resources that were pretty much built to pretty much mess them up you know so that, there's a difference from that so now you've got them like you said it's going to be a more of a decline now they're not going to live as long as let's say our parents generation hell not even our generation for the most part and even we're a lot of us are living a lot less longer than our parents well, were I, I, at this point I, I and and to be fair like coming out of this we could see a
2: change and and, and I, I i've i've kind of cautioned that i think that there's a, there's a push in the vegan agenda to maybe push people off of cows and put them onto processed and GMO soy. And yeah. it's a lot easier to feed them that way and probably cheaper if
0: they're, if they're willing to eat it, you know, and, and, uh. We've talked about that before, you know, like even the lab meats and things like that. It's just like, it, it's when, it, when, it, when it becomes affordable and tastes like yeah. the real thing. See, that's the thing. When that price comes down, then you, people are like, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, you sort to see that now just with oh, Beyond exactly. Burgers and Impossible so, Burgers. Okay. They're like, yeah, it tastes like real beef. I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know, that they did this. This is plants, and you know, so right. But it's not. But that's not. That's not a way to a healthier society. It, it may be good for the animals, but it's not. Right. But
2: it's not going to alleviate these issues. Right. I do think though, while while maybe the maybe the age, you know, age of does go down, I think you're going to see more people maybe living longer who kind of get smart to it because right. we do have the tools, we do have the information out there, and people like you or me that. You know, luckily for me, you know, at 20, you know, at 22, I kind of started this journey as a vegetarian of starting to pay attention to what I was ingesting and and learning about it. And that's definitely, you know, served me well. There's going to be hopefully more people that have that opportunity that then that pays off to living healthier, longer lives. While you're going to see probably, yes, I think a lot of people that will continue to if, if, if you don't get off that system, um, that, you know, we've outsourced everything. If you want to outsource your health and your well-being, just remember that corporations are not beholden to you. Like, they, they don't have to have a conscience, and they only have, are beholden to their shareholders, so they don't care about right. you. So if, if that's who you want to trust with your health and, and, and your wellness, just understand that the, the game you're playing. Right.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, with toxins, when with ba- babies are born, they're exposed. I'm just looking at this article I wrote. They're exposed to 200 of the 413 toxic chemicals. So that's right before you even re- that- breathe your first breath of fresh air or air in the hospital. Right. That's what you're already exposed to. And then that's it's just crazy. Keeps accumulating from that. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a big problem. That's a, that's a one, that's a hard one to manage because it's so immense. I mean, 15 mm-hmm. trillion pounds of chemicals <laughs> imported into the U.S. every year. Right. 80,000 chemicals. At, and the FDA is only tested for 250 of them. <laughs> so that those are those are insurmountable odds right now, unless enough people become concerned. And that that relies on an informed society that actually cares about things. That's one thing that the libertarians. I mean, I don't think they forget this. And I, and I, I align with a lot of libertarians philosophy. But it it relies on an informed society that's willing to take charge of things, Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people don't want to be informed, and they certainly don't want to take charge of things. So imagine if you have a pothole on your road, and no one's going to come fix it, so you and your neighbors have to get together and do it. No. Well, I mean, the majority of people, they're just going to drive around it or yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, Or they're going to get a
0: four by four that can take it. You know, like they'll drive a truck. They'll put a piece of like, wood over it and hold that hole. <laughs> well, you know, that that metal plate that they put over the, over the potholes. I'm like, dude, that thing's more annoying than the pothole. You know, that thing sounds like it's tearing my front end up. On well, my, who pays for that? Exactly, I'm like, come on, right? Can we just fix this, you know? But so whoever whoever
1: whoever finds it pays for it, <laughs> <laughs> right? The first one to bring up the problem is exactly right. that's No one will say a word. Everybody will be quiet, like, oh, this is a pothole. <laughs>
0: picks it gets a bonus. <laughs> it's like if I find to if I find hey. a pothole on my street, is it now my street because I claimed it, <laughs> you know? So I can change it to Hogan Street now and charge you for driving on my street. I feel like that's a fair thing <laughs> since am when one cared about the pothole, so <laughs> not. We only pay. We only pay five percent taxes because
2: that's our money. We would use to fix the, the pothole, but we have to provide all the labor now.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, the isn't the, that pretty? The tax money is just for the supplies, but we got to provide all the manpower, people. That's how this is going to work for now on. is this pretty? People much people, people, people in the early money, 1900s and 1800s didn't yeah, have before just
1: pay someone to be there. <laughs> to be said to be their proxy right so, yeah i'm going to pay so-and-so the same well, I mean, people but, you know, but, listen,
2: but, but but to be fair like again like we've been kind of bred now to be this and i and i and i think that we're we're more apt to go the way of right. their they're, they're going to pay us to sit home and be consumers because that's more beneficial as from an advertising standpoint when i read some statistic that like 40 percent of the people that are collecting their unemployment and their stimulus Money are actually going to make more money than they already
0: are, dude. I mean, there's some people that are making 600 a week.
2: And that's, again, of a broken system of this American dream that's just been a lie where it's, you know, you create people who are, who are lazy. You create, you, you suck the will out of people who work hard. If, if, if you're not, you know, listen, man, I worked hard in my profession. I also got lucky along the way. I, you know, like there was, I could have worked just as hard or twice as hard and not ever seen the fruits of my labor and been, and been in a very tough place, you know, in life. That's never lost on me, and it's not because I'm stupid or it's not because you know whatever you know, and i've had a- I haven't really had some big tragic story I mean, so I can only imagine like you know we got to set a system up so people have a chance to get ahead, right uh I don't know if it's the one where we all fix our own potholes or not, but at least to give us something to do. Uh, or, it, it, you know, it might be better than the one where we're all just being paid to consume. You yeah, know, I always tell people this idea, like, these countries are all separate countries, all fighting each other. I was like, I don't know. Aren't we all kind of – isn't, like, this one big corporation kind of owned by the same board of directors – and like each, like region has its, has its place. Like China's the place that produces everything and we can blame weird shit like eating bats on. And then, you know, the United States, like, you know, well, the Middle East, they're kind of like the muscle. Like we just send them to like, you know, beat people up and blow stuff up, get our money. We, you know, we, we've got a time to pay. And then, you know, the United States, like we're the, we're the consumer base. We buy everything. And then we're also the, ma- the, the marketing team. Like we're, we create movies and superstars and celebrities and athletes that market all this stuff that everyone else buys around the world, you know, and so we all have to fill our role. And then they keep kind of, you know, keep us infighting or whatever in this illusion and
0: the machine. Look, man, it's keeps the going. biggest chess game ever, man. It's the biggest you know, the chess keeps game keeps ever. You got your pawns game. or rooks it's or bishops. By- you got it all. <laughs> Bezos is like, ah, eh, just pay him to sit home and buy Amazon. <laughs> right, and let's just make Jeff a trillionaire. But then people get pissed off. They're like, this guy's gonna be a trillionaire next month. I'm just like, okay. Well, I'm like, okay. So okay. Amazon
2: Prime was supposed to be here Tuesday. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta wait a week now. I gotta wait a week to get my (laughs) version. That's the same person. That's the same person complaining about him being a trillionaire, but they're still bitching because they didn't get it two days later.
0: Because I paid I pay for Prime. I should get it two days from now. Like I'm on
2: Team Jeff, man. Like I'm gonna make some t-shirts for this one. (laughs) Let
0: me give me a seat at the table. Put me on. Put me on. I'll be your hype
2: guy. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Well, hey, listen, why don't we wrap up with just getting a little bit into your diet before we, let, let's, instead of going into why you got into it and all that, let's sure. get, let's, let's focus on what does a day look like for you eating wise?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, lately I've been actually playing a little around with some intermittent fasting, more so of just eating my first meal a little later than day and making sure I'm not eating any late night snacks, it's not anything too drastic. Right. Um, but but usually historically because I'm such a hard gainer usually I'm trying to make a shake like right when I get up and get some get some you know calories and some good some good stuff in my body so I've always been a uh, you know big fan of the Vitamix yeah. the old Cadillac of blenders <laughs> uh, I'm not getting any money to say that I should be uh, but um, <laughs> so usually I'll start that with uh uh you know two servings of uh sprouted steel cutouts um, I'll put about a third cup of uh, like hemp hearts in there for uh, some protein some fat um, And then some frozen like blueberries or strawberries mango pineapple Yeah, I got some whatever kind of frozen berries. I'm in the mood for I like blueberries just for the antioxidants um, And then uh, and then from there, you know If if I want to do a plant-based protein powder, I may put a little scoop in for flavor I don't always because between the steel cutouts uh, the hemp seeds and I, and I put frozen peas and carrots in there. I, I'm getting pretty close to 30 grams already. So I don't always feel the need to have it in there f- for the, for the number necessarily. It's more for if I want to add a little extra and some flavor. Um, but that's usually like my first thing of the day, you know, and, and that'll kind of get me to my next meal where, I don't know, I like potatoes, you know, whether it's sweet potatoes or any kind of potatoes. Uh, I like carbohydrates, man. Uh, so I eat them and, uh, so I eat those. <laughs> I make a lot of – I used to work at a Kurdish restaurant where I lived in Minneapolis, so I, I've taken some dishes that I like from there, recreated them, like a garbanzo bean shilla, which is just like garbanzo beans simmered in, like, this olive oil broth it has got, like, parsley and some, like, spices in it. So, like, that's really good with just rice. And, again, not super expensive. I mean, the olive oil is probably the yeah. most expensive component, but, again, like, that's something that's good for you, Um, you know, if, if you're going to be consuming fats, you know, like, you know, make them count, I guess. Um, you know, and again, rice, you know, beans and rice, you know, uh, you know, I like a lot of, av- world, man. a lot of avocados, you know, I'll make cashew cheese a lot. Uh, I just made this really good, like cream cheese frosting, just making, uh, used, uh, soaked cashews, some almond flour, some maple syrup, and some, uh, apple cider vinegar, and a little vanilla extract. Dip that, use that, dip a little strawberries in there. You got a little strawberries and cream. Uh, so yeah man I just i like i I've always loved cooking right? I always watch cooking shows growing up. I always kinda liked food. I think one of my you know something I really enjoy is okay, like all these things I used to like to eat or you know how do how can I recreate them plant based or how can i
3: right. you know
2: funny thing is it's now going you know twenty years really since i you know stopped eating animals. I really find myself less and less and less being uh drawn to eating like the the fake meat the fake right. sausage. Right. I don't like the flavor, the texture. Like it's, it's. I'm kind of past it now. And I can, and, and really the flavors I like. Like if I like last night, I made this, uh, you know the burger. The burgers I do have don't necessarily resemble meat. You know, I got these cauliflower burgers or you know things like that. They're made of vegetables. Yeah. yeah. More kind of more natural, not processed. Story. I think the
1: processed meats are more transition foods. That's what yeah. just, someone who's yeah. been eating meat their whole life, they're going, products, okay, man. let me just eat the way I used to <laughs> and replace yeah. these products. If you do it long enough, you start gravitating away yeah. from those. It, it, it opens the door, man. There's a possibility. People are like, wait a minute, so I can actually do this.
2: Whole turkey, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You're not, you're not going to feel good on those foods if they make up the large portion of what you're eating every day because those are highly yeah. processed foods. So the, that's the the problem with those transition foods is that – you have to transition from those to a real based <laughs> right. eventually, yep. because otherwise you're not going to feel good on that and then you're going to think okay this doesn't work it, it didn't work for me vegan yep. diet it didn't whenever i talk to someone and go yeah i tried it it didn't work i go well what were you eating it's yeah. always i had these morning star breakfast patties for breakfast and then i had this protein <laughs> you know, shake vegan yeah i had this burger you know and, and that's when and, i started that's not fine but that that shouldn't be yeah. I was eating a bunch of that recently because I was just working out harder. I go, yeah, it's an easy way for me to add more calories. So I was having a Beyond Meat Burger a couple times a week. After a while, man, it started messing up the microbiome yeah, yeah. in my gut. It just started messing up my gut health. In other, so other words, of, your, your shit got really funky, <laughs> I do not want to be that graphic, but. Yeah,
0: I'll I'm, I'm get right to it. <laughs> because you
1: start to smell like, okay, what's my crap? That, you know, that, be was, on. That, that wasn't the issue. It was more <laughs> yeah. that digest- digestion yeah. just wasn't as optimal as when you, because it's not real food. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a highly processed product. Yep. And it's okay every once in a while, have it as a treat. But it's not something you want to consume every day. I mean, if you want, and it goes for any diet, the more focused on real food, the better. That's what actually fills you up and nourishes your neurotransmitters and your gut health and your hormones and et cetera. Well,
2: that's why I had the controversial take as a vegan that if you told me, no, I'm only going to either eat hamburger or beyond meat the rest of my life, I'd say, well, eat the hamburger (laughs) because, because you're probably better off Eating, you're going to get more of your nutrients and vitamins from that, albeit a bunch of other stuff, and there's the ethical issue. Yeah, it
1: depends, depends on the hamburger. If it's a McDonald's no. hamburger, no. If it's right. like, well, no. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that McDonald's hamburger might, might well be a Beyond Meat burger. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah exactly. The, <laughs> the, the McDonald's burger eat. is basically vegan. It's basically a veggie burger <laughs> right. with yeah. flavor. All these people are going to McDonald's, they're vegan, they don't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I eat McDonald's three times a day. It's like, okay, well, I guess okay. you haven't had meat in a while. It also based
0: now. It's kind of weird. Plant-based, but it really killed the theory that
1: eating vegans are more expensive. Really,
0: right.
1: keep really. buying these fifty-nine-cent
0: vegan burgers all the time. in Canada. of do what want you I mean, <laughs> get a little foam with that as well? But
2: hey, yeah, but you know, so that's I mean, and then I you know I grill out a lot. You know, when I can, I'll I'll throw anything on a grill. I'll throw you know, any vegetable, any 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 fruit, uh, pretty much within reason on a grill. Um, you know. Apple. Yeah, pineapple's good. I like apples on the grill. Uh, kale, kale's good. You make some like kind of like kale chip, you know, on the grill if you keep them on the top rack a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I think my biggest thing, for, my biggest struggle in a diet is just probably consistency, right? And you know, there's been times in my career where I've been really dialed in. Uh, on, on regimen and, and measuring and, 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 you know, timing and things. Um, and then there's other times where I just kind of live and, and eat as I, as I well, feel. Well, when you're,
1: when you were at the peak of your wrestling career, I'm sure it was much more disciplined, especially when you weighed 195. You must have had a, a much oh, that, more disciplined regimen. That was
2: pretty much, yeah. I mean, I was really on a good program there. Obviously, I was motivated. I was in probably my physical peak. So, you know, like nothing was really, I hadn't really had any, like, cumulative injuries. So, like, I was able to, you yeah. know, that's the, that the most weight I was ever putting up. and you know, um, by far. And, and yeah, so I, everything was revolved around trying to get big, you know, so the eating was a part of that too. And I didn't really have much else going on, you know, like I didn't have, the you know, one thing is, is as you know, get further in your career, the more accomplished you get, the more you start to be you know, diversify or you know, again, yeah. like you, then you have all those things that distract you because in and of itself, like to eat like that, it's a job, you know, like that's why like, if you're gonna be a pro bodybuilder, that's really gonna be your world. Like I, I totally respect the dedication. Cause like I've done it where you when you're having it like, you know, whether it's even just prepping for the week, like that's a thing, you know, but, you know, the measuring it out, staying disciplined, not eating that, you know, that late night snack you want, whatever it is, you know, um, or eating that one you don't want, you know, for me as a hard gainer, like, you know, eating more food than maybe I just don't want to eat it, you
0: know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I was, even, even bring up like, you've been doing this for over 20 years and just thinking about like when you, you're plant based in those early days when things weren't as accessible. Like right now, pretty much you can go anywhere on the road, you can find some place where you can get something plant based. Whereas back then it might have been a little bit harder. And so yeah. I can just imagine just like just trying to stay that discipline, especially on the road when you're traveling and you're you're on the road like three hundred days a year for the most part. You know, yeah, I, especially I, when you're I, upper tier.
2: Luckily you know. for me, you know, I, I that's a thing. I didn't have to do the WWE lifestyle most of my career. Oh, okay. It would have been. Yeah. You know, I spent my couple of years there, but most yeah. of it, but but on the roads on the road. But luckily, the solution I found is just come prepared. Yeah. You know, and there's little things you can throw in your pack, and it, again, protein bars or whatever aren't, aren't great, but they're a good time. But I like like you know pre cooked packs of lentils or beans. I always found like Indian food sometimes comes yeah, a lot of. Yeah. You could. That's great to have because then if the guys wanted to go to the steakhouse after the 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 show or whatever to eat, you know, I could throw my lentils on a spinach salad and not disturb the universe. You know what I'm saying? Right, or yeah. they're pouting that I had nothing to eat. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that that was for me. That was again. People go well. What's the hardest part about you know going vegan? And you know one of the answers I give is is that it's it's about taking taking your health and and what you eat and your diet and you move it to the top of your priority list and to, instead of at the bottom where they've been taught to put it. You know, you know my mom made a good point once that that I think is relevant of why people kind of the last thing that they think of in their 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 priority list is food. It's because a lot of people's costs every every month are fixed. Whether it's their rent or their insurance or child support, whatever it is, right? Like they're fixed, 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 phone bills fixed, This fixed. So what happens is whatever you have left over was for food because there's no fixed amount of food. No one says, well, no, 200 bucks a week for food. Oh my God, 200 bucks a week. Well, it's a priority. But <laughs> right, $800 iPhone, I'll stand in line six hours. For <laughs> right. I'm so the hardest thing is going listen this is an investment you can go back to the stem cells this isn't an expense this is an investment this pays you back it's going to cost you a lot well more. i mean I, I
1: always look at it this way how many people would cancel their cable bill if it doubled the answer is probably none they would find a way to pay for it because it's a priority whether they have the money or not they'd be like well let me get another credit card and i'll use that because i need my eight so hours they'd of give TV something approved. else up they'd give something You're
0: about to say, one less starbucks latte this week but I'm not cutting off the extra, you know, value meal, because yeah. it's like you got to make a decision out of the three. Like, okay, cable, so, latte, yep. value and meal. Now, if
2: it's not. <laughs> and if it's not money, then I always tell people, money's one of your resources. The other two is your time and your energy. Right. So if you don't have the money, well, that goes that that goes to making the pot of beans and the rice instead of yeah. nu- nuking it for 90 seconds. That means instead of going to the drive-through, that whatever you're gonna buy, you can make it home and get 10 times the value. And it's not how much you spend; it's how much nutritional value you get out of the money you do spend.
3: Right. What's like, the return like, on what? At
2: it. It's not, you know, a lot of people. It goes, does it taste good? How, you know, how how much does it cost, and how fast can I get it? And that's their criteria to eat. And I switch it right. to how good is it for me? You know, what's what's the value of what I'm getting, and where did it come from? And yeah. when. Which that to that those three questions now you start looking at what your choices are differently and it's not that it doesn't everything tastes good I don't eat stuff that doesn't taste good there's a lot of food (laughs) that you miss out on because you keep eating the same processed crap every time and trust me give your taste buds a chance to adapt to real food before you dismiss it because like everything else you know your body it it takes time but the first time you eat it you know may not be the best thing it ain't gonna be just like cheese (laughs) but you know but over time you're gonna realize like hey you know cashew Cheese. If you're gonna if you're gonna make mac and cheese, make it with lent lentil noodles, which is one ingredient, lentils, lentil flour, and and put cashew cheese on there, which is like four ingredients, and they're all ones you can pronounce. Yeah. And, oh, it's it, it's not just like the one you got from the box, but it's a hundred times better for you, and it only costs you twice as much because you made it at your house
0: instead and again, of. It may even cost you that much because you made a a good volume of it. And and you man. don't have to go and buy another box and buy right. another box or Maybe anything like that. You not can not stretch not. it out. Yeah, you made four times the amount for the same price, you know, and so
2: it's just, but again, that also, again, for me, like, yeah, yeah, the Morningstar Farms was my transition, but what the, what the magic was, was that that transition was because I decided, oh, what I eat is my, now my priority. Yeah. Because I want to yeah. eat, I don't want to eat these things anymore, I don't want to eat animals anymore, well, then I better learn what I need to eat, and that became now a priority and, and, and a journey of learning And changing and I was ten years as a vegetarian before I finally just said, All right dude, stop lying to yourself about the milk. You're from Wisconsin, get over it. Just you know, like move on. You know, like if you've come this far, just take the next step. You see you see all the reasons why. Stop denying it. You know, but it was for me it was and that's why I never criticize anyone's journey or you're not vegan enough or you didn't do it as good as I don't care. Well, uh, but I will caution you to say, "Hey, dude, just now, just going and getting Beyond Meat tacos from Del Taco isn't the solution. Like, that's a good first step to show you, doesn't that? Yeah, you can still eat food that tastes like it and all this, but that's not like Del Taco's not the solution, dude. Like, right. you need to take your health and your wellness and see that, like, everything you consume and your food and the sh- stuff you read, the stuff you listen to. Yeah, in and some and- ways,
1: it's it's almost better if those options aren't there because it forces you." <laughs> To go to the grocery store and get real with yeah. and figure it out.
2: And that's why I kind of look to my other, like, you know, my, you know, um, I guess colleagues in the, in the vegan influencer community right. and, and say, hey, like, use your, use your platform not to kind of glorify and put these things in a platform. It's cool they're there, but let's, let's, let's call them off for what they are. They're transition pieces. And that's not, and that's a, that's a starting point to educate yourself, not the end of the, and then go, well, it didn't work or I'm still sick or I still got heart disease. Well, you're still eating like, Processed food like void of any real nutrition, high in cholesterol, and <laughs> like you know, like uh yeah, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the best way to get anyone to even take what you're saying about any dietary advice seriously is look, how do you look? How do exactly. you look <laughs> and, and also how do you come off? Are you a happy person, yeah. or are you this miserable person because you're so particular about every calorie you intake? Or are you a happy, healthy person, you look physically impressive? People – it's it's more effective when someone asks you, hey, what's your dietary lifestyle like? And then you tell them, they're like, oh, wow, that's a vegan lifestyle. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Now they're really intrigued as opposed to me just walking up to people randomly and saying, hey, let, let me tell you about how I eat. You know, Let them project strength and health and fitness, and people are going to come to you and ask you what you're doing, and now they're asking you. So that yep. puts you in a much better platform to get your point across. Right. Sure than being because i've seen i mean most vegan people i've met are very nice people they're not the stereotypical annoying one that we hear people talk about all right because i've met many vegan people over the course of my lifetime most of them are nice people very and they have the right intentions but yeah. often what i see is people that don't look that healthy and that's oh, yeah. a big problem because someone's going to look at you and they're going to listen to what you're saying they're going you're making all the right points i understand where you're coming from but oh. as i look at you you don't look healthy at all so it's it's like I don't want to hurt animals, but I don't want to hurt myself either. <laughs> so, so you don't want people – and you don't have to make that choice. It's not an either or. You can choose a lifestyle that's compassionate for the planet and compassionate for yourself. But it but, it take, but you have to do it correctly. It can't just be – just eat randomly, and it doesn't matter what you eat. As long as the calories add up, you'll be fine. No, it takes more. it takes more guidance than that. It takes more clear thinking than that. You have to have an idea of – what, and it takes a while to figure out what works best for you if if everyone has to do eighty percent carbohydrates ten percent fat ten percent protein, that's not going to work for a lot of people. Right. Some people just don't metabolize carbohydrates that well right so that and they're not going to feel good on that. It's too low in proteins, way too low in fat, especially for someone who wants optimal testosterone production and hormone production all yeah. that now it doesn't have to be these exact percentages, but you have to experiment with different styles of eating, and then you'll figure it out eventually, if, if you care about it, like, hey, I do better with more fat in my diet, or I do better with less fat, or I do better with more protein, less carbs, you'll figure that out. I I think that's what most people check
0: out is when you say you have to take your time and figure it out. And I think that's what a lot of people check out because they want it right then. They should, I want immediate results and I want to continue to feel that result. Well, of course you're going to feel a change right in the beginning because you're doing something totally different than what you've been doing. But then they want that to happen all the time. But then again, it's a little transition period going on right here. You might, you might, things might suck. When you're making that transition right off the bat because your body's become so addicted to that chemically laden food. So it's a drug. And now you, you're pretty much going through, you know, this process of trying to like get over it, man. And you'll right. go through some things and you're like, Oh, I don't want to feel that again, you know, because it almost feels like rehab. Well, pretty much it is, <laughs> you know, so, or you might feel great, but then, you know, you may be, you're not, you may not be able to sustain that feeling doing the same thing over and over and again because now your body's adapted to it. It's like, okay, I like that. Now let's do something else. Let's take it to the next level, you know, so it doesn't want to just flatline with it or whatever. So again, most people just, they want something right away and they want it to feel like that all the time and just with that specific thing. And that's just not how it works. So that's what I said. A lot of people check out because, you know, it's, they, they want it right then instead of putting in the time to figure out what's going to work for them specifically, even though they're looking at Mike or looking at Austin and thinking like, well, I'm not getting those results that you're getting. It's not – I'm looking at that guy, and I'm seeing what he's eating. I'm looking at his pictures on Instagram, whatever, and I'm doing that. I'm not feeling all these things that he's saying in the comment section. <laughs> you know, so, but again, that's what's working for them. Like you said, saying, Mike, there's some people that yeah. don't digest carbs one way or some people that can't do well with fat, too many fats. You know, so you got to figure out what's – you know, for you. But that's the thing about being an individual. We're not all programmed the same here, and we have to, you know, adjust to that.
2: How much yeah. – how much protein you try to get uh,
1: a day, Mike? And, and where where are your main sources? Uh, yeah, some, I mean, I get over a hundred. I get over a hundred every day, and at that point, I don't really. But I may I may get more some days because I'm train I'm training a lot more now, so my appetite's higher. And what are you weigh? So if I'm I- getting more. I'm, I'm around two o five, six okay. feet tall, around two o five. Might be a little bit less than that, and I haven't weighed myself in a while. So I've been doing a lot of interval training.
2: Say you're 206, you won't get stuck on the on, on the uh, the low the low totem pole WWE show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't be on 205 live. You know, yeah. You, you're, trust me, if I could have built like look, look, <laughs> if I if I wanted to, be, first of all, I wouldn't want to be a UFC. I, I would get my ass kicked in any weight class. Let me start with that, but. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight in the 205 weight class, I can tell you that much. I would I would try to get down to 155 yeah. or one. Oh, no, no, uh, no, oh, no, no. No, We're talking about wrestling. No, I no, know, I know you are, but I'm just making a parallel argument. Oh, I'm with you on that. I, I would want to fight at like 135. A lot of people like watch it. the UFC and they're like, okay, that person's 205 in that weight class. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like, well, sure, I'm 205. I was like, yeah, that's 205 after a serious weight cut. That's not exactly. walking around at 205. By the time John Jones gets in the ring, he's 225, 230.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: He's not walking around at 205 when he's not in competition.
2: Plus, right. so, I'd want to fight at
0: like 105. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, we so, you you walk on. around. I'm like, We're about the same height, but trust me, dude, I'm not trying to go in and fight. You know, wrestle in the the cruiserweight division and yeah. you know being 205 at my weight, you know, because it's a little bit it's a little thicker. So yeah. I would have to really cut down. I need to get down to like Rey Mysterio weight. I need to be like 170, man, to feel good to do yeah. all that. Especially yeah. everybody's going. 1,000 miles per hour in that weight class. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I I don't want to be that guy that's like, you know, I don't want to be the
1: big, thick cruiserweight at
0: that point. Right. Man. <laughs> you know?
1: Uh, UFC fighters I've met who fight at the 170 class, you meet them when they're not in the training camp, they're walking around 205, 210. Yeah. Like, man, this guy's yeah, way greater. bigger than I thought you Right. Right. After
2: I realized when I you, you started doing some training with Frank, too, you start seeing the guys that are fighting at 155 and they're, you know, they're
0: 180. You looking at it yeah. like, dude, you lied to me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, oh man, on. like
2: that, because like, I'm like, oh, like for me, I'm like, thinking that cutting a 155 would be a real pain in the ass. And I'm like, that guy's 155? Man, cutting a 135 would be a real <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, yeah.
1: my God. <laughs> UFC fighters are the opposite of other celebrity-type people. Some celebrities you see in person, you're like, wow, that person's way smaller than I thought. Yeah. UFC fighters, it's often the opposite. You're like, wow, you're that right. person's way bigger than I would have thought. I saw Nick Diaz one time. He looked like he was 210. I mean, he looked way big. His, he had this big head. <laughs> so his shoulders are really wide. I was like – that's why I didn't think it was him for a second. I go, that guy looks familiar. Then as I got closer, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Nick Diaz. And he looked way bigger than what you would expect. Yeah. I saw Francis Ngannou one time. He looked as, about as big as you expected him to look because he looks huge in a ring, right. and he looks huge on any promotion, and yeah. he looks huge in person. <laughs> you know? right. So that one's no surprise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. This is great stuff. I mean, I I don't think you have anything to do today, so we're not going to be <laughs> holding you up. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I, I uh, now I'm just you know pretty much you know we do the stem stem cell stuff every day.
2: We, we you know we kind of it's been kind of nice you know while a lot of the team's been working remotely, we we kind of yeah. do a, a call every day, uh, you know, to kind of just keep in touch and and get all the news, get you know get reports. We're kind of starting to hear um, you know some things coming out of Columbia as far as when they may be looking to open international travel, but then again, that keeps changing, so we don't want to, yeah. you know, uh, it kind of keeps, everything keeps kind of getting pushed back a little bit.
1: Um Yeah, that's a challenge, of course, because right. no one can travel right now, and even when things do loosen up, a lot of people aren't going to be comfortable traveling.
2: Yeah, you know, luckily for us, you know, I, I think that we're finding a lot of people falling kind of one of the two sides. Some people kind of fall on my side, they're not maybe as overly concerned, you know, obviously ones that maybe are looking in these alternative, quote-unquote, alternative medicine therapies. Yeah. Maybe a little less apt to, 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 to be, uh, in that fear. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're actually, you know, we haven't seen a, a slowdown in business. If anything, we've seen an uptick in inquiries, especially for the IV side of things in the, in the immunity. But, um, you know, I think people understand things are going to open up and we're usually on a, a two or three month wait. So, you know, there's a process again to go through to get qualified and then, and then, you know, get your, your actual, you know, custom planned, you know, put together before we even are talking about flights and all these things. So, you know, we're having people that are just, you know, they're, they're getting lined up because they're saying as soon as I can travel, I want to go to Columbia for a week and get out of here, get to a beautiful environment, and get my, you know, get, get healthy and get, and get myself ready to go because what, you know, what could happen is by the by the time people feel comfortable to start moving well now you could be looking at six or eight months or a year if you know if if our business continues to kind of grow right. so i'm encouraging the people i'm talking to that have been interested like hey like you know obviously we're all we're all in the, the timelines together we don't know but we can still move through a certain sort of the processes so that you know we're ready to we're ready to go like as soon as as soon as we can you know and i think a lot of people are ready to for just as many people that maybe are going to be apt to be scared to travel, I think there's a lot of people that are ready to, to, to get out there and, hey, let's see what happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people
1: flying around the U.S. now. I mean, that's Oh, yeah. I mean, seeing, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing,
0: I had friends that have, been, that have been flying for like the last week or so. Some said they had full flights. Some said it was about two-thirds. One was saying, like, the beautiful thing is, like, all the middle seats were empty. I'm like, well, that right there, that's, right. That, that, that tips me to want to travel because that's all I've ever wanted. You <laughs> know, just to, and have someone's elbows and, and
1: arms all over me, you know, I don't have to
2: fear the 350 (laughs) pound person walking down the aisle. I don't I don't I don't
1: don't fly unless economy plus or first class is available. You know, those days are long since gone for me. I'm never going to get stuck in a middle seat ever again. Yeah. Or just feeling someone's ass cheek as they're walking down the aisle, and you're right there, you know, you know like, hey, dude, can
0: you kind of turn at an angle when you're walking to your seat, please? Because uh, I don't want to have a right face full of ass if you don't mind. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. On, I'm the guy on Southwest that always has his sunglasses
2: on, looks very unapproachable. Like you pretty much want to take other seat except that one
0: yeah yeah uh yeah I was like, I always pull out my angry black man car face you know in those
1: situations, so they're like, ooh I don't well, that that's that that, that's the that's the dumbest airline in the world southwest i I hate the way they do stuff it's like okay, you're in group one, you're in group two it's like oh' no. like look, I wanna know where my seat is. I'm not exactly. looking for a game of surprises here i i, I I don't, don't want to get you're on the libertarian, plane, so I know is like exactly where my seat is. Of seats. You, guys, you guys, the community just
2: figures it out. You go fix your pothole. Exactly. And <laughs> in a look, I don't, I don't go to a concert and just look around <laughs> what, for What do You seat. want the government telling myself. you what your seat is? You need to be constructive. <laughs> you guys figure it out. This is the libertarian view.
0: You get to, the you faster to be faster than the off. other guy, then it's yours.
2: Fat <laughs> you know? people in the back sit next to each other. Talk about how you cannot be in the back next time you fly with us. Okay, right. My, I'm not fat shaming you. I care about your health. Learn the difference. Why should we celebrate the fact that you're willingly like making yourself a, a statistic? But I'm supposed to wear a mask so you don't get sick. But you're eating donuts right now. Did you see how this doesn't make any sense?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you well, just sit then, on the wing. You, bring, can you, you sit over the wing next words. time, big boy.
0: <laughs> <Come on.
1: laughs> it's
0: like keep putting all
1: back. You bring up those arguments that people don't know what to do with it. Like, oh, right. I'm wearing it mask to protect you others. You you like love Trump. Well, that they they should be they should have a strong immune system to protect themselves. They're like, oh yeah, but uh, uh. I mean, yeah, but
2: bacon, bacon, but bacon. Okay, it's fine. Please, if you you eat bacon, and I will not wear my mask, and you have no ground to stand on. If you love bacon, love me not wearing my mask and not caring about your health problems. Like why should I care more about your health than you do,
1: sir? It's my only question. Yeah, that, that's a valid there it point. is. Exactly. So. America. America.
3: Oh, you're supposed <laughs> to be a mega.
2: No, I'm just a – I'm the purple party, sir. I know you haven't heard of me. Very few of us. I think four right now. <laughs> uh, so, but we're on the rise. I think we got a chance here in like maybe, I don't know, 20, 20 or
3: something. <laughs> Bring it on. So, on that
2: Cool, one, man. Yeah, yeah great stuff. Thank you. Out. Thanks for all, for all the time. Uh, yeah, Instagram, uh, is Austin Hilliaries. If you do all that, I'm sure you tag her. And I got a book out. You can find out my pro dot com, uh, store called food fight. You can find out how I, uh, stopped eating cheese and started eating, uh, kale. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun, dude. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, man. Appreciate it. Stay safe. You too. Safe. You have a great afternoon. You take right. care. Take care man. Bye.
0: That wraps up this week's Live Life Aggressively Show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Aggressively Show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash Podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media, on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.